You know, it's like in life. It, you gotta have a little sadness once in a while so you, you know when the good times come. Just have a good feeling and be happy and, and in love with life and your world. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. I think everybody needs a friend. today george aka cold pizza tx that's right so <laughs> we had a little bit of a funny introduction to, with uh, bob ross the painter so we encourage all our listeners to be our friends tonight or today what whatever time they're listening <laughs> the witching hours of the night <laughs> <laughs> So we have a badass episode tonight, actually. We're going to be doing a... We're going to be talking about various album covers that we like by different metal bands. Um, and then a little funny one at the end about, um, you know, some some of the worst album covers, I would say, that, uh, that I've seen. Uh, definitely not the worst, like all-time worst, but they're pretty bad. <laughs> So, first things first. I'll uh, we can take turns. We'll if Diego, you want to start? Uh, what you've been listening to lately? Um, there's this band, and I shared it with you guys about a couple of days ago. Yeah. That I just discovered called uh, Miasmatic Necrosis. Yes. And uh, dude, if you guys listen to it, it's like like gore grind type. Yeah, that's thing. what I got vibes from. Right. Like, the vocals sound like someone's, like, getting stabbed in the throat. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, is that, that's the band you're, the, the one with, the, like, the doctor is, like, cutting up, like, it's all these yeah. organs and skulls yeah, and shit, right? Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, that band's badass. I, I heard it, like, two weeks ago. Someone sent it to me. I think it just came out, like, last month. Or, yeah, it came out about a month ago. And I just yeah. came across it, and I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> And That's I was badass, like, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, so I, I've been listening to them. And then um, I've still kind of been on the dark wave, synth wave style. Yeah. Been listening to uh, someone called uh, Molshat Doma. Okay. They're like European and, uh, you know, they're the whole dark wave, synth wave stuff. That's right. In right now. So basically still along those lines from what was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like all that stuff because I feel like since it is like a blast from the past, but it, it, I guess because I, I, growing up during that time and I love the eighties, <laughs> I always talk about that. I feel like I really appreciate it more. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool that people are, are trying to like reintroduce it and, and bringing it back basically, you know? So that's pretty cool. Um, I'll go real quick with what I've been listening to, and we'll go with you, George. Yeah. So, 
the badass album that I had been telling everybody to check out was that revolting album, Dude. Uh, The Shadow at the World's End. Oh, that's true. Man, that shit took me by surprise. By one. For, first of all, it, it, it looks like, well, I'm not going to say any of the artist's name, but it looks like one of the artists that we're going to talk about today, that we are going to talk about today. It's not him. Apparently, it's some other dude who has a lot of legal issues, and it has a lot of, um, he owes money and stuff to people and stuff, so that kind of sucks. Now, if that's true or not, who knows? I don't know. But anyways, this album, the way I was describing it, uh, I felt like it was like old school Swedish death metal from the early 90s. If they uh, if they fucked at the gates and they had a baby, this is like what it would sound like, dude. Uh, so revolting, I think, definitely one of my top albums already, dude, and it just came out. <laughs> uh, so that, I've been listening to that. I was listening to actually, I was showing you that band Palace. Oh yeah, 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 that's So good. there's this fucking cheesy ass band called Palace. It's, the album is called Rock and Roll Radio, dude. Okay? And they do straight up stuff like from the 80s, like fucking Survivor, shit like that. It sounds like that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm fucking sold. I fell in love with it, man. Because I love the cheese, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been checking, that, check, been checking that out. But also, you know what? It's just a lot of the normal, the, the usual typical death metal stuff, especially some of the albums that we're going to talk about today. So, been checking them out. So, how about yourself? What have you been listening to lately? And it, it doesn't have to be metal. It could be anything, dude. All right, man. Um, <clears throat> just looking through my Spotify shit, because uh, sometimes I yeah. forget. I do. Um, well, first, I've been listening to you guys. Um, about two weeks Thank ago you. or last <laughs> week, I started listening from, like, episode one and up. And then um, when you uh, invited me for, for this episode, I mean... I I was like, you know, I need to get ahead of myself, start listening to, you know, whatever uh whatever's current right. for you for you guys. So I ended up on the glam episode. <clears throat> <laughs> Definitely love the 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 black metal one in the video games because took me back. Uh I was telling Diego that uh, I can't believe you guys didn't mention uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, but he said that you guys you know the the there was like a curfew and stuff. So, yeah, that was a little you. bit of a <laughs> conflict uh time time conflict so what we decided is with remember the other podcast that i want to open up and start about video games and and horror movies and movies in general and anime all this nerd stuff i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna fully flesh out all those ideas and talk about specifically probably you know like each system on its own and give the respect to each system and talk about games like for the Super NES uh, and and NES and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure we'll, we'll you know, if if you wanna be down to cover that, you know, with us in the future, I'm down, dude. I'm down too. I like how you nerded out on like the the RPGs and stuff, and I was oh, like, hell yeah, I dude. remember that, but like, I'm I'm not like <clears throat> I'm not familiar with it. Um, and yeah. in Laredo, like I always I I played a lot of video games, but it was always like like popular stuff that you could find at blockbuster and shit yeah. i had this one friend he had like <clears throat> he was from mexico so he had like all the dragon ball z games and dragon ball and 
I was just like, holy crap, dude! I didn't even know these games existed. So <laughs> you, you, you really, you really like took me back to like all that shit. Um, but other things I've been listening to, um, since I do, I do Uber Eats, so I'm just like listening to music. I know, um, you guys talk about music, like bands that I've heard back in high school and I'll go back and I'm just like, holy shit, this guy brought me back to this. And yeah, but yeah, like, uh, I'll go back and then I'll go back to the episode back, back to the episode, but I've been listening to Creeping Death from Dallas. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? So Creeping Death, um, I listen to Alice in Chains at least like once a week because just got to get in my system. And um, my favorite Catatonia album, I like to shower with it, Tonight's Decision. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. dude yeah. hit me right in the feels. Um, but I, I was listening to, um, on the way over here, uh, a hardcore band from Florida. They're called Three Knee Deep. Um, in my opinion, real like cheesy tough guy stuff but it's good <laughs> like that's my shit right there um what are they yes called? i am three knee deep three knee okay like three yeah three knee deep um yeah dude, i'm a i'm a diego knows i'm a spin kicker i'm a windmiller i do all, <laughs> I do all that shit <clears throat> i go crazy um what else uh damn dude there's a band i want to talk about yes okay that band you were you, you showed me revolting Dude, yeah. I had told you all like, dude, they're like a melodic, really melodic bloodbath. And, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, exactly. That's another great description, dude. <laughs> and, and there was one song that kind of had like a punk, a crust punk uh, vibe to it, too. So I was like, you get a little bit of everything, but for sure that, that fucking buzzsaw guitar sound, dude, dude, like that shit's like fucking slices right through, man. I would always say, ah, oh, dude, they have that crunch and... They were like, what do you mean crunch? I'm like, that crunch <laughs> when they're fucking play guitar is just like <laughs> constant. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like a chainsaw. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a chainsaw. What? Yeah. yeah but saw chainsaw, dude, it's just it's great. <laughs> I like it. I think we mentioned crunchiness a few times in an episode. We're like, that crunchiness. The crunchiness. Yeah, I think we definitely have. Uh, <laughs> at least, I mean, At least you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to dive a little bit deep into the mind of George here. So Cold Pizza TX or Cold Pizza Texas? It's Texas, but TX for short. Um, okay. I, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll go in order. <laughs> yeah. How did you, you know, it's your business, right? So you can introduce it real quick. Um. <clears throat> Uh, so back in the days, mm-hmm. I, um, well, I would, I worked at a call center in Laredo and me and Ponce, my home, my, one of my best friends, he, uh, we would always draw, he, he's a tagger. So like we would go from Laredo to San Antonio and for shows, he, we would stop at gas stations and he would just like, boom, fucking tag the restrooms like super big. And me, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. that's badass. That's cool. So I made, <clears throat> I made a name and I just like tagged it and I was like, man, it's a shitty ass name. Um, <laughs> I always, I always liked drawing, but I was never good at it. Yeah. And then I started, I started getting tattoos and I would look at my tattoos and I'll just be like, let me draw my tattoos. And I'll start drawing my tattoos and you know, people were like, oh, you're tracing. And I'm like, no, I'm not, whatever. 
And then I started tagging too, and I was like, I need a name. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I fucking love when you eat pizza and you put it in the fridge, and the next day you grab it from the fridge and just eat it straight from the fridge, and it's fucking cold. <laughs> and I was like, dude, cold pizza. That's uh, that's my name right there, cold pizza. <laughs> and then like, of course, <clears throat> I googled it, and um. No one was called cold pizza, but there was like some ESPN or some sports show called cold pizza, but back in the nineties or eighties or some shit. Shit. Okay. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to put the TX, like kind of like oh. that band. I don't know if you die young or oh, um, yeah, yeah. there's die, there's die young and they put the TX cause they had some cease and desist issues. Um, there's another band and they have the TX in the end. Or Bar- Barbarian does that too, right? Barbarian yeah. TX. But there's a there's like a power metal band I think called Barbarian. So yeah. Barbarian puts Barbarian TX on there. That's yeah. cool. That's a good way to to go around it. Yeah, uh, and I always say to myself like, it's kind of cool that it's Texas because TX sounds pretty cool to have in the end of a like a name. Yeah. Like I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't see it like cool like in any other <laughs> in any other place, but I know some people have like. <laughs> Like the band Omen, Omen, OKC, like from Oklahoma City and shit like that. But um, like bands, but I like to do it. Of course, it's just me with like my company, I guess, or my my business. But <clears throat> it sounds just, cool. Started... Thank you. It sounds cool because it's like TX, man. What's up, cowboy? You know, like it's badass. Dude. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because everyone's like, "Oh, hey, cowboy!" But like, I come from a border town, so I oh, know, right? <laughs> we're all the same dude it's funny man but you know yeah and we've shared that before like yeah um when we hang out we're always like yeah people think we're like especially el paso like because it's a desert and shit right and people are like no we're all like beaners and (laughs) 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 it's a border time what do you expect yeah man hey had you seen um are you big on seinfeld by any chance um i'm not knowledgeable like okay. if you're be, if you're being specific, but I know about Seinfeld and like okay. I, I used to watch it too. It's because there was an episode where George wanted to be called T Bone. Oh, I've seen that. He yeah. wanted to, so he he would uh, he ordered a T Bone steak, and one of his homies, his coworkers, also ordered a T Bone steak, and <laughs> they were calling the the coworker T Bone instead of him, and he got all pissed off. And he's like, I'm T-Bone, I'm T-Bone. So he got all pissed off. <laughs> and then they're like, look at George Go. He looks like Coco the monkey. And so they just started calling him Coco instead. And that was, that, I don't know why they reminded me of like you, man. You're like, what, what's going to be my name, dude? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm trying to figure that shit out. That's pretty cool, dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, so that's how you chose your name. So that's pretty cool, man. And, and yeah. so I wanted also to bring up, you guys, you did some outstanding fucking art um with with the metal podcast man so i really appreciate it uh it's on it's on instagram right now um i'm trying to get it as like as the actual picture for instagram mm-hmm. but i i'm not i'm not good i'm not smart for like scaling and all that shit i can't do it man i can't do it because it's so anyways but <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm I'm planning on making stickers. I'm probably gonna make them two by two, two inches by two inches. Oh yeah, man. The smaller, so, the, when it comes to stickers, the smaller the better. To yeah. me, like, yeah. I never make my stickers huge. It's always like I want them palm sized, and they're like, "Are you sure?" And like, "Yeah, man." Like, <laughs> I don't, 
Yeah. Because you could just slap them everywhere. Yeah, you could slap them anywhere, man. And, and they look good, you know? So I figured, yeah. why not, dude? Why not? I mean, make some stickers and send them out, send you some out, some out to you. And oh, then yeah. with some business cards and hopefully within the next several months, make use it, uh, the image on a T-shirt and everything. So we'll see. We'll see how all that goes. So oh, yeah. one of the things that um, that we kind of talked about in the past, and all of us have a different our different path, let's say, when it came to discovering metal or getting into heavy metal, right? What would have been yours? How did you get into to this kind of music? <laughs> well, uh, it started off with, um, of course, my dad. He likes like all the old school shit, like Deep Purple, uh, CCR. He loves Kiss, like big time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I grew up listening to all that. And then, um, I don't know. One day, I was just like looking at CDs. I'm guessing he borrowed them or he actually bought them. But I found Metallica, <laughs> the Black Album. Right. And I found Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Um. So. We would, we would, me and my brother, <clears throat> me and my big brother, we would jam them. Like, we would be like, oh, shit. Uh, we would look at the album art for Iron Maiden. And we just got into it. And um, so, yeah, we would listen to that. My favorite song, I don't know how old I was. I'm, I'm going to probably lie here. I was, like, probably, like, six years old. Yeah. Six or eight years old. I thought, uh, my favorite song was uh, Wherever I May Roam. Oh, from Metallica? Nice. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite song. But. Yeah. My favorite album is like you and Justice for All. Oh hell yeah, dude! Okay. After after like exploring and shit, and then um, <clears throat> it um, you know, we we got into that. Of course, me and my brother, we we started getting to um, as we got older, we discovered Slipknot, Corn, Limp Bizkit, and um, you know, we got really into it where we were just like jamming it out, and luckily, you know, my parents were like what the fuck is this? And they would just let it go because like, <laughs> of course, like Slipknot, like uh, surfacing. Yeah. We would jam it loud. Like they would buy me CDs and we would jam it, we would jam, we would jam it loud on the radio. And my dad would be into it. He's like, I don't give a fuck. But my mom was always, <laughs> my mom was always like, hey, cortale ese pelo and like cut it off or why are they listening to this? But my dad was always cool about it and we would listen to it. But yeah, it, was, it started off as new metal. Um, with us, and then of course, I got into eighth grade, and uh, I had a homie. He was, this guy was depressed, so he would be like, "Oh, I would be like, hey, what are you listening to?" And he would listen to Alice in Chains, um, and then he made me a CD that had Catatonia, Opeth, um, but it was Deliverance. It was Deliverance, um, and then um, Catatonia was all uh, the motherfucker. That's you over there. They're laughing. They're trolling on you over there. Yeah, they're trolling on me. And then, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of Tony. It was like um, when I when I was getting into them, Viva Emptiness I came out. But this was a little bit before that, so it was like tonight's decision. Um, last fair deal gone down. Fuck yeah, you know, dude. The jams, dude. Um, for my demons, I am nothing. Um, yeah. Tear gas and shit like that. No, listen to it. No, just like. Dude. Sweet nurse. Yeah, dude. Sweet nurse. Okay, hell yeah, that's a jam. Yeah. One of my favorites is uh Passing Bird. Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. for sure. 
Oh my god. So I got all into that. I got into it, but of course, like I couldn't find any of those CDs or like albums here uh, in Laredo. So oh, oh, I'm not here in Laredo, but like when I was in Laredo. So I just like you know what, whatever. And then I remember eighth grade was when I got internet, but it was like fucking dial up. <clears throat> so I got like Kazaa, Morpheus, and shit, and I started downloading like songs that I knew. Yeah. Because it was it was by song. You wouldn't download like right. albums. And then if you got um, lucky, I re- you could find the whole album. Yeah, but it would take fucking like two weeks to get. So I was yeah. like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, you could make... get it, get AIDS too. A lot of my it happened. Like, I'm pretty sure my computer had AIDS. Uh, and then I remember, dude, I was so into Deliverance. I made a, I made a CD with the song Deliverance. Yeah. But I would, of course, like, I was into, like, I was getting into, like, Slayer, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corpse, um, other stupid shit, like, Sublime shit. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, man. And then I made a CD, and I remember I would listen to that every fucking night, just, like, laying down, playing with my little CD, Bachman, so, uh, this man, so, and then holding it all cradling so it doesn't fucking skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was just there, like, you know, every day listening to that song. And I was like, dude, this song's so good, it's so long, it's perfect. And then I ended up moving to Wisconsin for some bullshit, and then um, I met some guy... <clears throat> and he fucking introduced me to a bunch of shit. And um, of course, he was like, hey, you like Opeth? I was like, yeah, I like Deliverance. He's like, nah, fuck that. Listen to Blackwater Park and yeah, Still boy. Life. And they have this good shit, Morning Rise and Orchid. Yep. I was like, hell yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. But of course, again, it's low ass internet. Um, <laughs> but there was more shit too. Of course, there was more stores there. Yeah. Um, like in Madison and Milwaukee and shit. Um, I remember I still didn't find any Opeth or anything like that, but I remember buying two CDs that got that really like changed me. Yeah. Of course. Um, and one of course being Hatebreed. I love Hatebreed. <laughs> I know you always like, oh, Hatebreed, I will prevail and shit. I but, know. Right? Uh, I, <laughs> but I, I love Hatebreed, and I love uh, a perfect circle. Okay. So I got Meredith Lums. Okay. All right. I bought it for like. That's cool. What's up? That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I bought it for like three bucks, and I was like, oh shit. So I was listening to it, and like I just listened to it, and then I ended up moving back to Laredo. How old were you during this time? Oh, uh, ninth grade. Uh, this was like two thousand. Two thousand Oh, man. Man, you don't even know how old Did, you are. I don't know, man. Um, I'm yeah, pretty sure I was like 13, 14. How, how old are you when you're in ninth grade? Around, 14, around 14, 15? 14, 15. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was in Wisconsin and Tool and Meshuga were playing in Laredo. And I was like, wow, I'm missing this shit. I'm fucking stuck here and I leave in a week. Um, <clears throat> so, But I wanted to see Meshuga. And then, of course, I moved back and then... um. That's when everything started. Like my friend that listened to Catatonia finally like here's a CD. I started listening more. Um, I was so advanced. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I started listening to Discouraged once. That's like fuck yeah, my Dude. second favorite. But that okay. one, I, I I ended up um shit. Okay, so I got to tenth grade. Of course, I started listening to more death metal. 
started going to death metal shows in Laredo. It was fucking a bunch of viejones and viejonas, like, <laughs> and listening to death metal. And I was the only, like, 14, 15-year-old there. And, of course, like, had my first relationship. And then I got all depressed because I broke up with her. So, and just like you said, man, I heard him in an episode where you were like, oh, man, it got cold. And I was just listening to Catatonia and, you know, yeah. just listening. That's the same shit that happened to me. I was like, dude, that happened to me. I was, yeah. I was working at this pizza place at the mall, and I would get out, and I would walk home listening to music, um, and, my, and, I, and my mom would pick me up, and we would, I would drive home, um, and my, my windows had no screens, but oh, they didn't have a tela, so yeah. like, and it would be like fucking freezing, and my curtains would be like blowing there, and I would just be laying there like listening to Catatonia, getting super into it, and Opeth, and <clears throat> so I felt, re- it felt relatable, and of course, yeah. like, uh, your boy Gonzo, the way he said that, um, you know, you get depressed. Like, why the fuck are you listening to more depressed shit? And my ho- my friend, the one that introduced me to Catatonia, he was the same shit. He was like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to this if you feel that way. I was like, no, I need <laughs> this. I need someone who knows what I'm going through. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I would listen to, to that. So much, man. Like, you relate to all that stuff. So yeah. it makes you feel something within the song that's playing. It makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, that's and why I, that's why it's good to listen to that music. So whoever tells you don't listen to it while you're depressed wrong. is wrong oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And you know, I have friends that love Catatonia, but I don't think they listen to it the same that way. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you're listening to it wrong. <laughs> like now I listen to it and I just love it because like it now, just take me back. Yeah. yeah. But um, and I think that's that's the one thing is that uh being able to I guess, like you said, relate to the same sort of feelings that this other person is feeling. But taking comfort and knowing, and we talked about this, remember, taking comfort and knowing that you're not the only one that feels like that. And it will, it's like everything's going to be okay. Right? Yeah. It, it definitely allows you to have comfort at least. And that, hey, man, we're going to be good. Whatever we're going through. Is just keep pushing, right? And I, and I think that's what's great about the, all the music that's like that, dude. Especially Catatonia, because they're like the big dogs for when it comes to that. For me, at least, and for us, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's, what, that's what's what's cool about them. I was going to yeah, ask you one other question really quick before you continued. Oh, go ahead. Go for Did it. Did you discover a lot of cheese in Wisconsin? Oh, fuck. Dude, hey, funny, funny thing. <laughs> I, we moved in with my uncle. Yeah. And he worked at a cheese factory. <laughs> so, really? that, so my uncle would bring like fucking two pound bags of just mozzarella cheese, bro. Yeah. And then blocks of cheese. I was just like, this is great. <laughs> I'm yeah. the cheesiest motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's badass. Yeah, man. I, I don't know why that reminded me of a story. It's like it's unrelated to anything, but I used to uh, homie in uh, in uh, elementary and in middle school and in high school. But he's one of the dudes that uh, uh, he has curly ass hair, so we call him Curly. Um, he's one of the dudes that really got me into like listening to a lot of metal stuff. He showed uh, I li- I listened to my first Six Feet Under album with him. Nice. And stuff like that. And we shared a lot of music. And he's he had a computer, right? And this was along the time, of course, like downloading music very slow. 
but one time he had a little room in his house where the computer was and of course we're like seventh graders <laughs> and uh i was spending the night they like ordered pizza and shit and we were downloading like cradle of filth songs and shit and uh it started smelling weird oh, shit. in that room it was like a little room like three people could fit in there yeah and we're like yo what the fuck is it smells like shit <laughs> and we're like yo curly did you bust ass nah fuck no fuck you Little Shaios, right? Right. <laughs> and the whole time he had a packet of Parmesan in his pocket that had like oh, what the open. hell? <laughs> He's like, dude, I had a packet of Parmesan the whole time. <laughs> like, okay, sick guy. Oh shit! I don't know why it reminded me of the whole cheesiness. He's, he's fucking hiding the fact that he's got <laughs> cheese in his pocket. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking, fucking cheese bomb. Stay away. Uh, <laughs> all right, sorry, man. No, you're good. good story, bro. Hey, dude. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Did you guys yeah. ever listen? Did you did? Okay, on cable TV back in the day, back when um, <clears throat> back when Fuse was called Much Music. Yes. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Saturday Night like at 9 p.m. called Loud? Yeah. Yeah, I think there, so. Was Was Jimmy Justa the MC or? No, that was uh, Headbangers Ball. Oh, that oh, was no great shit. too. Yeah. But, dude, since, I mean, we didn't have, like, Spotify and shit, or <clears throat> I wouldn't use YouTube. But, dude, um, so it first started, like, I would record VHS tapes. I would record my favorite music videos. <laughs> <clears throat> so it was always, like, Mudvayne, Corn, um, that hate music video. I don't know what song it is. Um, they're, like, fucking playing, and it's dirty everywhere. It's, like, fucking Dust Bowl. Forgot what the music video it is, but that's one thing that got me into Hatebreed too. Um, Life of Agony and shit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, every every Saturday night, dude, get on my living room, put my tape in, make sure I didn't delete any videos, and then just start <laughs> fucking recording music. Like, oh, oh, this next music video, blah blah blah, is corn. Oh, record, dude. I would do that shit. I just wanted. No one ever knows what I'm talking about. I'm like, did you ever watch Loud? And they're like, no, I don't know. That's funny. Uh, dude, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I'm sure you'll get. I'm not sure which episode we talk about this. The glam, I think. Maybe. I think was it the glam one? I think it might have been the glam. I think it, it is the glam one. I Actually, so. the one that you're that you're listening to at the moment, and I talk about the exact same thing that you're saying. Oh, I just, dude, I'm on that episode. I don't think I reached that part though. Dude, the exact same thing. And I talk about the whole VHS recording and yeah. stuff like that. And I'll, I'll let you listen to it so you could listen to it for yourself. So I don't, I don't want to get <laughs> with it. Hell but yeah. uh, I, I know, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying when you mentioned that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it went to, and then it went to uh, uranium and then headbangers ball yeah, that's and right. all that shit. And I was just like, oh hell yeah! But <clears throat> at the time, I wasn't really big on like. You know, I want. I was always the type of person I want to look for new shit. I'm, I've been listening to old shit my whole life. I right. want new shit. So I know, like, fucking Metal Mistress Julia was obsessed with Ozzy. And I was like, stop playing Ozzy. Please, like, play some new shit. So I'll get mad. And now, like, I appreciate all that shit. Like, yeah. how about me, the fucking Black Sabbath albums and shit? Like, I will see that CD booklet. I'm fucking still buying old CDs and stuff. Um... <clears throat> but yeah, I would I would record music videos. Um, 
I would I would get so into it, man. And me and my friends would be like, trade here, have mud bean on this one, check it out. And I have slipknot on this one. Here, go ahead. So, um but yeah, man, and then of course uh I started getting into hardcore shows, hardcore bands, so like my So was was <laughs> was Hatebreed the one who kind of really, really got you in that direction that you enjoyed it more? Yeah, actually, I would tell people, like, Hatebreed was the first hardcore band I ever heard. Um, <clears throat> of course, I would hear, like, other bands, like, Terror and shit, but I never really got into Terror. Um, oh, they're and... the ones that have that white logo with, like, like sports letters, no? Is it them? Yeah, like, the varsity letters, yeah, right, Terror. Right, right, okay. Um, but um, the ones that got me into hardcore was, like, because I would go to metal shows, and then these hardcore bands that are still around right now, like, from Laredo, um... Mm. They would play, and I was like, oh, shit, this sounds different. And I started going to hardcore shows from there. And then I started my fucking mamadas with the spin wheel, the spin kicking and the fucking <laughs> windmilling and shit. George and his mamadas. But, dude, like, I'm grateful for it because it, um, I know uh, this band Full Contact, they've been, they've been playing since I started going to shows. They still play shows. Boogie introduced me to a lot of metal bands and shit. Um, and then they had, like, this little shop. Uh, where they would do tattoos and and sell music CDs, and that's where I got into like Grave, uh, oh, Edge shit. of Sanity. I bought I bought when I was in ninth grade. I bought um, Purgatory Afterglow. Okay, dude, I was so into it. It was good, but um, I, just growing up, uh, just like you know, getting into music. Um, there's little transitions where I would go to like from like deathcore because I love like Despise Icon, Animosity, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. All shall perish. Um, I was into the <laughs> you were talking shit about it like uh metalcore. Yeah. That, the new American wave of metal and shit. Right. Uh and I know you always talk shit about it, but I was like, I know what he's talking about, but fuck, I was so into it. Like SLA dying, all that remains. Um Well you know what? It's cause that's all we had at that time, dude. Yeah. Uh even though even though there were a lot of bands, uh, and we'll call them like the old school bands that we, that you expect them to make albums. But the new stuff that was coming out was like we didn't have anything, and so a lot. I, and for me, I was straight out of high school during that time. I graduated in 2002, and those bands were getting big, dude. That's so I was like, all right, Kill Switch, all right, 2004. You know, like I started buying into it. Whatever they were selling, I was getting into right. And then all of a sudden, like during that year, 2004 was a big year, man. Like. Dark Tranquility came out with a great album, and a shitload of bands came out with great albums. And after that, it was like game over for me. Like I don't need I don't need these other bands because what I felt like they were doing is they were copying In Flames and Dark Tranquility, and the Gothenburg style. Exactly, and they were getting away with that. And I was like, dude, give them credit, give credit to these other bands, dude. You know, and they then never did. no, and then In Flames fucking flipped. They went all corn and shit, you know, and it, they, they changed their sound, you know? Yeah, dude, that's when I, were, I first yeah. heard um, In Flames, and I was just like, the Cloud Connected song came out. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, um, I did, like, uh, In Flames, uh, it's Clayman, right? Clayman, yeah. yeah. That, that song, uh, where's where the one, um, episode 666? Yes. That's uh, the one? Okay. But they're, yeah. they're the ones that have that song, and I, I fucking love that song. Pinball and Map? Then, Maybe. 
probably I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna revisit it and I never did because I okay. kept listening to the podcast. But um, Dark Tranquility, um, the gallery. Yeah. Dude, oh, I bought, dude. I bought that That's CD. That's a fucking like, masterpiece. Shit. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about that album for this episode too. So. Yeah, the 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 art is pretty cool. The artwork, man. yes, dude. And I was gonna talk about the artwork on that one. Yeah. This dude, there's so many that I just wanted to like talk about the artwork. Yeah. But I wanted to talk to I wanted to talk about things that are like relatable to me besides like. Like how, cause how you say, oh, talk about artwork, but uh, things that you listen to. Yeah, stuff that you enjoy either way. Because, dude, we can go, because I know there could be, this could be a part one of many other parts, right? So yeah. it's, it's So we can continue the, the, the theme. So that's why I'm like, let's at least make it fun and talk about albums that we enjoy at the same time. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's what I was telling you guys, that I really love the variety the sheer variety of music, but even then, it it's still kind of surprising to see the artists keep popping up, the names, the you know what I mean. So I thought that was really cool at the same time. To, yeah. To and so you were just, I was just like looking at stuff, and I was like googling, it and I was like, oh shit, this guy did this album. Right. Oh shit, and like it just kept. I was going through Instagrams from the artists, and I was just like. Oh crap, dude! I love this album too, man. Yeah. I gotta pick one. So I just picked one, <laughs> and then it's, that, that was that was fucking hard. So really, really quick before you continue, we're continuing with the six, 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 six. Yeah. <laughs> with the cross behind you. You want me to turn it upside down? I will. <laughs> I, I always do that shit. My mom's house. And yeah. <laughs> or like that. Uh, was it someone had a tagging? They tagged Hail the Satin instead of Satan. Dude, that's old. <laughs> it was in a record. Yes. Hail Satin. Let's, let's hail Satin, please. And, or like, and then uh, it says, um, oh, Satin's great, but have you ever tried Silk or some shit? Like that? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, the ones that are popping up now? Like people are like, uh, like where it's supposed to say sanitize before you walk in or something like that. Satanized. Yeah. Satan yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Satanized. I haven't, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Satanized. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I guess so. Going back, we talked about the music videos, and then I got into the hardcore shows. Um, but of course I was still, I was always still into metal. So like, there's always like, um, one, one style of metal that I always got into though, that I've been really into was technical death metal. Um, of course it started with like dying fetus. Um, but then I was listening to like spawn of possession, severed savior, uh, you know, just technical ass death metal. It was just so good. Um, and then, um, <clears throat> damn, bro. And I remember, like, all my friends that were, like, in bands, like, we would we would book hardcore shows. I remember I went to go buy uh, Opeth, uh, Ghost Reveries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my friends would make fun of me. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> why are you listening to this? And I was like, dude, this just, like, I love this band, but this is different. Um, dude, I remember you're, when I... You were leading two different lives and shit, dude. <laughs> uh, yes. 
I was so open about it though. Right. I was like, dude, I love metal. I love this band. But I would never like I would never get the ox cord and I'm gonna play Opeth. Like <laughs> Opeth was for me. Like it was for me. My brother loves Opeth. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah, like I would never like uh, I'm gonna play metal and fuck everyone's night up and shit. Like, no. We listen to whatever the fuck. Um I remember when I, fought, I bought my first Opeth CD. I bought Damnation. And I was like, oh, man, dude, I can't wait. And I would, like, share headphones with my brother. Yeah. Wait till he, he starts growling. It's badass. And I was like, dude, <laughs> he never started growling. <laughs> and, and I looked at the CD. And I was just like, am I in the right? Is this the right band? But, um, <clears throat> but no, dude, we fell in love with Damnation. Like, that became yeah. the fucking jam. Um, but I always looked for deliverance. I never found it on CD and I never wanted to like order it online. Yeah. But dude, I found it like three months ago. No uh, way. Fuck, cool. I, I, fi- I finally barely like have it on disc. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I had every single other CD. I had Orchid. I had Morning Rise. I had Marms or Her still live, Blackwater Park. I had all those on disc. And then, um. I don't know what happened, man. I had to, I had, to, I sold them for like a good price, and I hated myself. But Damnation, I've had it since I bought it, like day one, and it's still there. It's fucking skips and shit, but <laughs> I just need to clean it up. And then also, you know what? Toothpaste. A little toothpaste. Oh, I should do that. It's I've heard, fucking skipping. I've heard that right? I've never heard that. Or I heard banana. toothpaste. Yeah. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> well, with video games, <laughs> I'm fucking I banana. Know. Dude, yeah. just, I, I mean, know. it should work the same. It's just I'm audio. Sure. I mean, it's uh, it's a lens, right? Yeah. And then um, uh, my first Catatonia CD also, Discouraged Ones. I still have it, too. The same fucking copy. And we, me and Diego were talking about this. I was like, dude, I have Discouraged Ones. But it doesn't have my favorite song from Discouraged Ones, which is uh, Quiet World. Yeah. Mm. That's fucking, I fucking love that song, but it's on the re-release. So, yeah. I'm like, damn, I guess I bought it too early or something. But so dude, that's, yeah. uh, that's funny because uh, the way me and George really started, because I've, I've known George for... Uh, 10 years, dude. It's 10 years, dude. That's already yeah. 10 years. And uh, from there, uh, I met him because uh, my friends are barbarian. We're doing a little mini tour across Texas. And they're playing a fest that George usually sets up called Hard Times Fest. It was the first one. Was it the first one? It was the very first one. I had a, I have a friend. Um, he uh, he's from the valley, but he was living in San Antonio, and he was like, <clears throat> "Hey, I have these friends. I have this friend. He's touring with these two other bands. Um, they need they need a show." And I was like, "Dude, I have a fest that they like. They could definitely get on." Um. It was, uh, what was their band called? Holy shit, I had a shirt of them. They were from Las Cruces or Albuquerque. Uh, was it Harsh Words? Harsh Words, there you go. Um, the singer was from San Antonio, but he moved to New Mexico. Yeah. And then he, uh, he came, he came with his band. It was Harsh Words, and then, um, it was Barbarian and Clarity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... you all came down. Keep continue. I'm sorry, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For interrupting me, George. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and uh, every year after that, uh, it was just hard times every year. And we'd always see George. And the cool thing is that the way we got along was that, had George mentioned, he's from Laredo, so it's a border town. And we're from El Paso, which is also a border town. And we're we're hispanic latinos and so are they so we meshed really well so uh we all got along we uh hung out at the show and we drank beers and stuff one year specifically uh i almost died oh shit in loreto because we almost van flipped on our way home oh yeah Uh, we almost van flipped on our way home and uh yeah it's crazy story i'll make the story short so all of us got in the van. There was about five of us. Okay. One one dude had money, and we all the money that we had was just to get to Laredo and come back. So it was just gas and to eat, and that was it. I had about 80 bucks in my pocket, which I dished out to my friend Thomas. I was like, yo, dude, for gas, and then I'll have some to eat, some taco palenque afterwards. And then, but uh, this other guy who was drumming for Barbarian at the time, he had money. So every single stop that we stopped at, he ate. And he slept the entire way. Okay. So he had to meet with the lawyer. And he was so adamant on coming back. And we were like, no, we're going to stay in Loretto. And we'll come back in the morning. You don't have to meet your lawyer until Monday. It's like, no, 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 we have to come back at night. We have to come back. And we're like, all right, we're going to come back, but you're driving. So we got there. It was super hot. George said it was dry heat, but he was lying. <laughs> it was not dry heat. It's it's dry heat for me. No. Until, <laughs> until, until I went to El Paso and I hung out with you guys, I was like, fuck this. This is dry heat. I hate this shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's very dry here. So we showed up. I hadn't eaten anything. I walked around downtown Loretto, which is a Saturday. Around that time, it's everything's closed. I found a Popeye's chicken. Okay. <laughs> I found a Popeye's chicken, and I told, and then I walked around and I told George, "Hey, I ate a, I ate a Popeye's chicken," and he tells me, "Damn, you shouldn't have eaten there." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I don't know if George remembers, but I remember." Yeah. He's like, damn, you shouldn't have eaten there. We're going to make food here. Oh, fuck. So, all right. So, we were there, and then uh, it was hot. I was running on, like, half an empty stomach. And then 30 minutes later, George comes by and hands us beers. Okay. Bro. <laughs> you know me. I was all, I'm was. i all about that southern, the southern hospitality. Uh, if you would have hit me up, like, hey, I'm hungry. I would have bought you food, bro. Like. Yeah, this and, was still really early on. This is still really early on. So we're <laughs> as cool as we were now. So yeah, so that's the way it was. But the fest, they he had people that were gonna cook food. Mm. So um, all right. So I didn't know that. So we so he handed us beers and we started drinking. So this was like midday, like what five p.m. in Loretto, maybe. We started drinking. And then the night started going on. Barbarians didn't play till like 
closer to ending fest type thing. Uh, so we got together with another band that was next to us, and they're like, hey, there's a gay club across the street. You guys want to go? Oh, dude, this is recent. This was not recent, but this was like one of the last no, no, this was, of the fest. No, this was like in 2015, maybe. <laughs> dude, that was a good year. Remember yeah. that band Fingers Crossed? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. They're this, uh, there's some pop punk kids. Okay. I mean, they were cool guys. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucking cool. Dude, yeah, uh, super cool the guy guys. who plays, the guy who plays guitar, uh, Zach, that guy's a fucking beast. Like, fucking knocked my lights out one time from the show. Big, big <laughs> buff dude? Yeah, the buff one. Dude, they're yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah he's crazy. Um, so the drummer makes my t-shirts right now oh for real yeah and big shout out to him it's cool <laughs> poseidon press <laughs> so all right so went to this gay bar and we were drinking and we hung out at this gay bar and we were just and we we're the only dudes partying in there the gay guys were looking at us weird oh shit <laughs> we're like dancing we're like yo yo you're and having then, a good time. Yeah, and then uh, the bartender, she comes out, and she puts, like, a bucket in front of us, and she's like, take as many as you guys like. And they're, like, envelopes. We take the envelopes, and they're, like, full of condoms and lubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, all right, so that night, we were drinking, and then at closer to the end of the night, I tell my friend Thomas, I was like, yo, dude, I don't feel good. I do not feel good, and I think it was because I started drinking, and I was dehydrated. I passed out in the van. We got to Taco Palenque, and I threw up all over the parking lot. <laughs> I tried to eat, and I couldn't eat. And I told these guys, yo, give me some fucking aspirins, whatever. I passed out. I passed out in the back seat. Shit. We made Jacob drive at, like, 12 a.m. from Loreto back to El Paso. It's a long M- drive. It might have been even later. Seven-hour drive. No. No, no that's an 11-hour drive. It's an 11, 12-hour drive, yeah. Oh shit! I got there in seven hours. Cause you're coming from Cali, or from no, somewhere. No, from Laredo. No, no, no. You lying? No, no. I swear. I'm just kidding. I, I think know. I think it might be physically impossible to get here in seven hours. I don't Laredo. know. It's a it's a seven. I remember driving and I got to Socorro in like seven hours, and I was like, they fucking lied to me. They tell me it's like an eleven hour drive. You got to know Socorro? No, cause it's not the same Socorro over here. I don't know about that. We're we're gonna have to miss bus this soon. Yeah, we might have to. No, well, I mean, I even checked it on Google. Like, it said seven hour drive. Then that's with me, like pumping gas. I'm the only fucking asshole who drove that day, that night, so I know. Um, we drove. Well, we we took the back road, like down the border, um, 83, and then from Fort Stockton up to uh, all the way to I-10, and then I-10 all the way to uh, I-10 all the way to um, El Paso. But we're gonna, it, we're gonna have to miss yeah, bus this it's like an hour difference from San Antonio because if you drive from San Antonio to El Paso, it's six hours. That's yeah, it's about I don't know. But man, I think I think it's because it was because of your yeah, van. Yeah, you're confused, man. You're confused. It's because <laughs> of it's because of your van, bro. I don't know. You had that old school van, and I was like, like dude, oh my god, now I know why. It's, huh? I'm nah, just kidding. <laughs> no, I drove I drove a a Kia. It was a van. The Kia. Yeah, that one. Dude, I drove fast, so, like, I don't give a fuck. And that's why it was seven hours, but... Maybe. Yeah, because I got to Cali in 20, 23 hours. 
I don't know. Well, we're going to have to miss Buster <laughs> soon. I'm going to take a trip over there. Really? So, take a fucking, <laughs> like a Civic or something, just haul ass all the way. We... <laughs> <laughs> all right. But so we, we were driving back from Loretto. And I woke up to the van losing control. And at that time, we would stack the, the oh, amps shit. and everything in yeah. the back. We didn't have, there was no trailer. And I woke up and my immediate reaction was, hold my fucking, the amps and, because uh, I'm about to die. And we all woke up screaming. Like, have you ever seen, like, in cartoons where guys wake up screaming and they're like, ah! Yeah. Like, that's exactly how it looks. <laughs> oh, I woke up screaming. And all of a sudden, it just kicks back. And then Jacob, who is driving, was all quiet. And all you hear is, guys, I fell asleep. Oh, shit. And we're like, fucking Jacob, fucking almost killed us and all this shit. <laughs> After that, we fucking kicked his ass and shit. Shit, dude. Did you switch drivers at least? Nah, we made him drive the rest of the way. Fucking but... <laughs> go, dude. I wish. But yeah, yeah, that's a little short, a short story. But yeah, uh, I've known George for a really long time through that, and then through as the years went on, to seeing him at hard times, and he'd come through El Paso, and we would we hung out, and uh, it was always a thing. He's always made us uh, feel welcome in Loretto. He's always been a good dude to us, always fed us and everything, and uh, you know looking out for each other and stuff like that um and then we started really like connecting when it came down to like bands like uh catatonia i think catatonia is like the main band that really like connected us because mm-hmm. i would always like post on like instagram like oh catatonia shit like that right and you know always respond to my shit like oh i fucking love this song and shit like that <laughs> but like, and- i'm crying <laughs> 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 it's like dude i'm fucking crying right now uh and then yeah it was always like that like dude this fucking song's dope and then opets and uh it's really crazy how we how we got connected through i guess the hardcore scene mm-hmm. but yet we really connect through bands that are completely different from hardcore right yeah you know and uh so then when i became when I became a part of, when I started doing uh, some podcasts with you, uh, here at the, um, with you, uh, David, that metal podcast, my first thought was like, uh, dude, George, George would definitely like do good with this. And then George messaged me one day and he said, uh, dude, is this, is this yours or, <laughs> and I said, no, nah, it's, it's, it's my friends. It's cool. uh, I've just been. I just started doing some with him. Right. And he's like, sick, I'm going to start listening. And that clicked in my head, like, dude, George would be perfect. Yeah. George would be perfect. Like, he could connect with a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. <clears throat> the VHS tapes, the infomercials, the, <laughs> uh, the death metal, the melodic metal, the yeah. the depressing stuff that we talk about, you know. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And that's where it just came about, where I just put it together and i yeah. messaged you and said hey let's see if we could get our friend george he's uh he does cold pizza and he does good art yeah and just make it happen yeah and you know it's fucking cool because like um 
we had started chatting a little bit. I know I saw him. I added him. He added me, added him on, on Instagram. And I was like, dude, this guy has badass art. And then when you're talking about him, I was like, oh, that's the dude. Okay, fuck yeah, I know who he is. That's badass. Okay, I'm like, I'm down, dude. I'm like, I could tell that guy's a good guy and blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it, dude. And so we hooked up. We connected with um, – we started talking about doing art, the artwork and stuff like that. And um, the cool uh, Tarman, that metal podcast, you know, with the horns and shit. Yeah, dude. I was like, that's a badass idea to me. Yeah. I fucking, <laughs> I, I fucking love it, dude. It's and I got to tell you, I appreciate it so much. Um, and it was it was cool how, like you're saying, it just all kind of came together. And it's just like, bah. that was cool. It just like naturally fucking progressed into that, dude. Yeah, man. It, I like I like how everything just fell into place. Right. <clears throat> I, I was listening to um, a bunch of like random horror movie podcasts. Cause I, I fucking love horror movies, and like I was telling you, mm. I like the ugly shit, like fucking Serbian film Martyrs, right? Um, <clears throat> all that shit, dude. I'll watch it. I've I've watched Serbian film like five times, only because like, um, when I lived in Laredo, and um, I would always have friends over, and they're like, "Hey, sh- you like horror movies? Show me the most fucked up movie ever." <laughs> I was like, oh, man, and I was like, in my head, it's not fucked up, but I know it's gonna be fucked up to them. So right. I would put Serbian film, and they would just be like, "Why oh, you fucked my life up?" <laughs> Dude, I'd just be like, "You told me, you asshole." But like, by the way, um, it's getting a 4K release pretty soon, I think. Yeah, dude, I I put it on I put it on Instagram, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh shit! Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Uncut. I I thought the movie was already pretty uncut. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I was listening to uh, these two horror podcasts. One's called Straight Chillin. The other one's called Nightlight, and um, I don't know, man. They have some different-ass opinions about movies, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to be all my mom like, oh, I can't handle this shit, because they're like, oh, dude, oh, I couldn't watch it and shit. Like, the book, <laughs> like the book Hipsy Tapes, like, oh, no, I couldn't watch that movie, man. I have to, like, pull out from that movie. I was like, what the fuck is just a movie? Right. And um, I have this one friend, and she's like, oh, I, I watched... She's, like, super, like... I, I don't know, like, I feel like she's super sensitive and shit, but she's yeah. a really good friend of mine. And she's like, oh, I watched the Poughkeepsie tapes the other day. I was like, it's badass, right? She's like, yeah, it was cool. It was really fucked up. And I was like, yeah, it's badass, but no, dude, these people in a horror podcast, they couldn't fucking handle it and shit. Right. Um, but yeah, I was listening to that shit, and then um, I saw Diego put, "Oh, dude, I'm on this podcast. Like, uh, check it out." And I was like, "Dude, is this yours?" Like, just how he said. It. And I was like, "He's like, no, but I've been listening to it. I mean, I've been on it." And I was like, "I'm gonna listen to this shit when I start Ubering." So yeah. when I started Ubering, I was listening to it, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a lot of episodes." <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna start on number one because I don't like starting like in between, yeah. unless it's like a specific movie or specific band." Hold on, but I started on number one. Hold on, oh, hold over on. it. With that one, dude, we just did it off the cuff, dude. We weren't even ready. We didn't have any notes. We didn't have anything down. <laughs> I was at my homie's house out there in Austin, Josh. Uh, his Well, he's out in Dallas now, but we just recorded out of loco way. Just like, just, like, just like that. We're like, we're yeah, going to... We were going to record anyways, right? 
So I was like, well, let's just test it out, man. Let's just see how it sounds and all that shit. And he's like, cool, dude. Let's just do that. And so we did. And he's like, let's keep going. Fuck it. And I'm like, all right, let's keep going then. And so it sounded a little bit, um, a little raw. You know what I mean? A little weird. I liked it. Yeah. So, but after that, we kind of got the the wheels in motion to kind of organize it more. And then at one point, I was like, you know what? I love the way Joe Rogan does this podcast, where it's like just blabbering on and let everybody talk. And you know, I, I think that's a better format. You know. Yeah, man. I was always like, I need to make a podcast, and I'm gonna call it "Get to the Point," where we make like three <laughs> topics. Yeah, but we'll fucking stray away from that topic and just mamadas. And I have this one recording. It's like two hours long, and it's me and like six friends just talking into my phone. <clears throat> I was like, if you're gonna talk, grab the phone so you could hear your voice. And um, I don't think I have it because my phone broke. But dude, it was so funny. I would listen to it. I'm like, God damn! I remember fucking sitting down there, being super <laughs> drunk in my house, and just talking, yeah. like. And it was super funny. It was like about like gas stations and Santa Muerte and like all this stupid <laughs> shit, dude. Like, like, cause um, I don't know. We live, we all live in like the hood over there in Laredo, so we were all like, we were always um, up to something over there. But yeah, I started listening to your podcast, the first episode, second episode, and then um, that's when you asked me to be on it, and I was like, I'm gonna skip to where Diego starts, and that was barely yesterday, and um. You have some good ass. You have some good ass episodes, man. Like for <laughs> it's funny because you were talking about, about, oh, hey, this band's coming out with an album, and I was like, oh, which one? And it already came out like two years ago. I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you would say some shit. I'm like, yes, that's how I feel too. And then you said Mastodon sucks, and I was just like, I love Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it like every episode. Hey, Mastodon sucks. Like, just to get my on, you know? Yeah, and, and you would. And I was like, damn, okay, I get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, you have to remind someone on this one that Mastodon sucks. Oh, yeah, by the way, Mastodon sucks. <laughs> Fucking Mastodon sucks. I'll listen to them, but they suck. Oh, no, but we talked about that. Remember, we were texting, like, well, why? Right? <laughs> I was like, but why do you hate Mastodon? But why? <laughs> <laughs> But I get it. Uh, but I did hear this one episode where you said that they like they don't give a fuck. They like they don't listen to metal and shit. Right. Or they don't give a fuck about where where they got their influences from and shit because they're like the shit. I didn't know that, and I was just like, wow, fuck them. But at the same time, I'm like still here, like <clears throat> listening to them a lot. I like them. They were my first concert. It was them, Slayer, Killswitch, Engage. Um. In 2004, December of 2004, like my first big ass concert because I already had gone to like shows and stuff. But I remember being like, uh, I forgot who talked. Oh, Marco, he was like, Oh, dude, I got secondhand high, and dude, me too. I was like, I had never like done anything, I was never about it. I would drink, but I was never like, Yeah, let's go smoke weed and shit, right? And then I it was in Corpus Christi. and <clears throat> dude, uh, this van opened, and it was whatever. I think they were called like low key or some shit <laughs> from Austin. And then um, Mastodon started, and they started with uh, I forgot what started they started with, but me and my brother we loved fucking Blood and Thunder. So when they started playing Blood and Thunder, the whole fucking place just started jumping. 
I was like, dude, and I was already high, so I was like, uh, I was like super into it. <clears throat> and um, and then Killswitch Engage played. I saw them with Howard, and it was great. The same thing, dude. Just getting super into it. I never got to the front. I had this one friend. He was small, and I would fucking grab him and throw him. I would like throw him, <laughs> and he would launch. And then um, we wouldn't see him for like 20 minutes, and he would come back. That was badass. Dude. <laughs> Dude, we'll fucking throw them. We're like, we're just kind of palo. And then Slayer started, and my fucking eyes just like rolled back. Like, dude, I'm finally getting to see Slayer. And then um, I just remember like they started playing God Hate uh, Disciple, and that was like my jam back in the day. And they had that breakdown in the end, like, and I was like, oh shit. And I was already spin kicking and shit. So I ran to the pit. And I just started like going side to side and stuff, but dude, there were these fucking monsters, bro, in the pit, <laughs> and boom! And I just remember getting launched into the crowd because I wasn't that I wasn't that big I wasn't that big yet. Um, I was like a little, I was just like a little child on, and then I just remember getting launched and being like, "Fuck no, I don't want I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> uh, and then the next year, uh. I did. I went to Sounds of the Underground. That's where I saw Opeth, bro. And I was just like, "Yeah, thank you for the three songs." <laughs> they, played El they played El Paso on that too. Yeah, it was it was pretty dope, and that's where I got to see them. It was uh, yeah, what was it? Opeth, Gore, yeah, Gore, Devil Driver, Lamb of God, All That Remains, and Terror. Madball, Madball played. I know Clutch was there. Poison the Well played yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, Poison the Well, and we were just like, oh, shit. Like, I hear this band, like, all the time, and I never thought that I was going to see them and shit. Um, the Red Chord was supposed to play in Corpus, and I got mad because they didn't play. And they didn't play El Paso either. Really? Wow. Yeah. The, singer's <laughs> a, the singer's a Trump supporter now. <laughs> he took, he's a cop also, I think. Uh, I saw yeah. a picture of him with a cop uniform uh, shaking hands with Trump. Right. I don't know how long that was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, I think they. I, I think I might have seen them open up for Six Feet Under. The Red Court. I think so. In Maybe. like uh, 2005 or six, because they were on Metal Blade, no? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I think that's why I think they had a tour with Six Feet, um, and I, I was. Really fuck my ears were fucking torn up, dude. Cause uh, was this Chris Barnes? Yeah, he was fucking screeching already at that time. Uh, so you know, like <laughs> yeah, dude. I like I like you know um, the, you know haunting. Uh, what's the other, the second one? Warpath. Oh, Warpath. I like those two albums from Six Feet. Once he started doing those screeching highs on like a maximum carnage or whatever it's called, I couldn't do it anymore. And I forgot what club it was, but that fucking club sucked. The sound was fucking shitty, dude. Super fucking like crackly. And his vocals, dude, would just <laughs> would fucking go right into your ear, dude. Yeah, it's uh, the album was Maximum Violence. Yeah. Yeah, because Maximum Carnage is a Spider-Man game on the. <laughs> on the on the Super NES. On the Super and, uh, NES. Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh Oh the Genesis. My uh, bad. We'll save that for another episode. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, I saw what was, what, what was the song they had? It was um about war. Who? Six Feet uh, Under? Yeah. I think it was called War. No? It was like, uh, he was saying, not for oil, no more. I don't know. Damn, dude, I swear, as soon as you it, said that, I thought, it, I thought you were Chris Barnes right now. <laughs> Allah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know because if that's on the later shit, the later albums, I I stopped following them after that. Because they started doing the fucking graveyard classics, the fucking covers, and I was like, no, mom is way the fucking like I love when bands do covers, but mm-hmm. the those the graveyard classics were like that was ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> Could cover like ACDC and shit and like oh yeah <laughs> was in the mockness way oh shit that was get, uh, TNT right yes dude yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it I was like you know what dude I, you guys are cool but I'm just gonna stick to your first two albums and that's it man <laughs> were you looking you gonna... no 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 okay no no I'm good I thought you were gonna look for the name. Which are we talking about? No, oh, no, no. It's because I don't okay. know. The, I don't know the, the the the. I don't know them well enough to, like, identify. Yeah, me neither. I'm not like that crazy on them. Yeah. Um. So I really wouldn't be able to tell you that much. Yeah. On them. But guess what? I can tell you. So remember when I was I was uh, kind of saying, actually, let me get my notes back up here. Go for it. So I wanted to bring up a funny ass fact, and I think you might got you guys might know already. Not sure. You know Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Okay. You know right? Yep. You ought to know. But okay. So that you know that album, Jagged Little Pill, whatever, right? She had a song called "Ought to Know," mm-hmm. and she had. Kind of uh, kept it a mystery as far as who was the person that she was talking about, right? The boyfriend, the guy that at that time, I guess she was dating or whatever, and who inspired her to write this song, right? I and think I know so, who you're talking about, but keep going. Okay. <laughs> so this is new to me. I didn't know this, right? I didn't know this. This is very new to me. So apparently, I, you know, somebody shared a meme today. On Facebook. By the way, I got banned from Facebook for three days because I said I called someone a fucking puto. <laughs> and, and I just said puto by itself, okay? So I didn't add I did not put an adjective in front of it or anything. I didn't do anything. I just put puto. So, anyways, I'm banned for three days. Whatever, Facebook. Thanks a lot. You're fucking up my advertising for the podcast. Anyways, so I see someone post a, a meme, and it said something about Dave Couillet from fucking Full House, and it being fucking Uncle Joey, and I was like, no, mames, don't fucking play with me like that, dude. <laughs> yep. She made this song because of him, right? And then sure enough, Bob Saget was there, and he talked about how, yeah, he, he remembers Dave Uncle Joey calling <laughs> calling her and interrupting her dinner and this and this and that, which made it, I think, into the lyrics, I believe. And it was fucking 
That shit was gold, dude. I did not fucking know that uh, Uncle Joey had game. So it, it goes to show that uh, you don't have to be good looking no. to land the women. You just got to be funny yeah. like Uncle Joey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So we're going to get to the meat and potatoes now. Finally, we're going to be talking about our album covers that we like. We're going to kind of go into it and explain why. So, um, I was thinking, if you guys will just take turns, we'll go in a circle. We'll we'll take turns. I'll go first. And actually, give me one second, because I wanted to share the screen with you, because if people haven't noticed, we're recording on Skype. Mm -hmm. Um, So, let's see. Desktop. Not generic. Let's do this one. So we'll go, we'll start off with mine really quick first. <laughs> I just saw it above it. I was just like, that's dumb. Exactly. It's so cool, but it's, it's like, all right. So what I did is I, I decided to gather all our album arts all together at once, and we're going to be looking at them together. And so I'm going to start with my first album, the one of the first that I picked that I think it's an outstanding album. It's a beautiful album, and I love Dan Suano. I'm uh, actually wearing his shirt right now. It's a uh, Moon Tower shirt. Uh, and I just think, let's check it out really quick. So what I love about it's Edge of Sanity, The Spectral Sorrows. This was done by Dan Seagrave, of course. You could just, it reeks of Dan Seagrave. Um, and it has this like really weird alien, right? Other planet alien life i feel like you're like in a i feel like maybe you're like next to a waterfall in some alien planet or maybe i don't know because it looks like ice but it could be water yeah i don't know what do you think i mean to me or it could just be like you're inside of a fucking alien cave and you're looking out because like right here you could see the fucking clouds and shit you know like i just think that is like some of the weirdest trippiest and i mean to be quite honest Stuff like this could be like found in the fucking ocean because it's so weird. Yeah, like the first thing I thought was like <coughs> maybe like coral. Exactly. Like coral, yeah. Yeah, coral or some sort of yeah, yeah, right, something like that. Um, but what I, I just what I love about it is just the fact that he added this like part right here with its red, this little red portion in the corner. I just think that this album is badass. So. First of all, what I thought was fantastic about it, what I thought was really weird, is they covered fucking Man of War, uh, Blood of My Enemies, on yeah. there. So uh, in the middle of the fucking uh-huh. album, it's Blood of My Enemies by Man of War. And he did such a fucking great job on that cover as well. His vocals are actually pretty fucking spot on. Even yeah. though it's still him, it's still him. It's still a fucking great song. Um, but it's kind of like, I think the middle ground, when they started getting a little bit more progressive in their in uh, the Age of Sanity direction that they were going. I think this is 93. I don't think uh, uh, Crimson came in 96, I believe, and I know Michael Ackerfeld did guest vocals on, on Crimson. So I thought this was, like, leading to that prog- progressive, you know, progressive metal, if you want to call it. So Age of Sanity, my first pick. I know you're familiar with him, right, George? Yes, you, sir. Uh, picked up uh purgatory afterglow yeah uh, which is another outstanding album i don't think they've done any shitty albums to be quite honest with you 
Um, and so, who wants to go next? Uh, Diego? Yeah, I'll take the next one here. Which is yours? So, the first one on mine is uh, Cannibal Corpse Butchered at Birth. Okay. So, the, the reason why I like this one is just because it's Cannibal Corpse and they always have, like, soup, like ultra-violent covers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked this one specifically only because when I was a lot younger, I didn't even know who the hell Cannibal Corpse was. But this is the first <laughs> album that I saw at, um, <clears throat> which is a record store here back in the day called uh, Warehouse Music. Oh, yeah. Warehouse Music. And I was just like, who the hell is that? That's cool and all this stuff. I was a kid. <laughs> and... Uh, you, there's a bunch of dead babies. They're hanging. Hanging. There's like hanging two, out. They're hanging out. <laughs> I don't, it looks like they're hanging by like umbilical cords or whatever. Meat hooks, right here. Yeah, meat hook sodomy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's like uh, there's a skeleton man and like a. I don't know what do you call it? like a like a zombie fucking. They're thing. zombies. Yeah. yeah, zombie fucking people. They're like butchering a woman on a table and baby's hanging. So for the kids listening right now, don't show this to your parents because they're not mm-hmm. gonna let you listen to this. Right. But this was actually the first album that I picked up from Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Under your mattress. What? <laughs> Hide it under your mattress. Yeah, hide it under your mattress with your porno mags. Yes, sir. (laughs) And this is the first album that I listened to, Cannibal Corpse, really early on, uh, what, 89, maybe, I think? This album? No, it came out, like, 95, 94. No, I think that was uh, uh, Butcher at Birth, if you're... Yeah, because... This one is still Chris Barnes, so I think it's 92, 92, or 93. All right, this one let's, came out in... Google, Google Leolo. This, uh, 1991. <laughs> so, 1991. Dude, my, my mother-in-law says that. Google Leolo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I, always, I always make fun of that shit. It's funny, dude. Google Leolo, way. <laughs> Real shit. Yeah, 90, so, all right, so Butcher at Birth, 91. 91. And, uh, yeah, so there's blood everywhere on this. And this is definitely parental advisory stuff. So, uh, as a kid, this was really eye-opening for me seeing something like this. Um, So, yeah, my pick is definitely Cannibal Corpse, Butcher at Birth. Yeah, you know, I think with these kind of albums, um, people are, like, always asking, um, well, why do you listen to that bullshit? And why do you listen to that shit? It's... It's it's gross and it's disgusting and it's filth and this and this and that and you're like well I mean they're like making fun of it because you can't understand it and it but could you understand mumble mumble rappers could you understand a lot of different rappers I mean I was even saying that there's people Bad Bunny you know there you go sorry to interrupt you <laughs> I love Bad Bunny <laughs> Fuego but no yeah like what I was saying is like you know, people were scatting back in the day. You could understand what the fuck they're saying, but they're scatting away. And and it's like, oh, but this is demons and and wizards and blah, 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 blah. And, and this is like evil. And I'm like, well, why don't you tell that fucker who sold his soul to the fucking devil? Why don't you fucking say anything, dude? 
Yeah. The motherfucker <laughs> sold his soul to the devil, eh? Nobody said anything about it. They're like, cool, we're going to be listening to some blues and shit. Okay. Well, that's weird, but no one says anything about that. Anyways. Here, um, the artist on this, uh, before we uh, move on here, his name is Vince uh, Vince Locke. Mm-hmm. And he does. He basically did, uh, basically did all the Cannibal Corpse art, but he's also uh, he's a comic book art, comic book artist. Mm. Uh, beginning, he did uh, a comic book called uh, Dead World, which is a zombie comic book. Cool. And he also did uh, a history of violence, mm. which later became the movie with yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of work in, uh, he's done uh, Batman and he's done uh, Sandman. Mm. Uh, so he's a really established like artist. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, what is his name? Always sunny in Philadelphia. He gets it wrong. He's always calling them different names. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah, man. That's him. You know what? I like this pick because uh, it really kind of, it's like, it's very metal to the core. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, all right. We're going to go with uh, George's next, which I thought, I found it to be fucking hilarious and genius at the same time, dude. <laughs> dude, all of them. Even even the, the other one, the left-hand pass. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, Take it it's away. all yours, bro. Um, This one, <clears throat> uh, the Cannabis Corpse Nug So Vile. Uh, it's, it's done by um, I'm probably going to butcher this Par Olofsson He's a Swedish artist who also did work For Brain Drill The Faceless, Severed Savior Spawn of Possession um, But yeah, I love, I love the realism Of it, it looks it looks so Like detailed, like even the, the logo Has like The shadow in the back Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um other than the art, I love that it's like uh, one. It's a it's cannibal corpse, but cannabis corpse, and then Nug So Vile from Cryptopsy, None So Vile. Right. right. But dude, like I love everything about it. I like the like it's a nug of weed eating a, a like a hand and. Well, it was eating a person. This is eating the guts. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, like the the spotlight, like the cop found them and shit. <laughs> it's like um the movie fucking critters dude remember critters in the yes 80s? and that's what i was gonna say it reminds me of critters also my bad my bad <laughs> no you're good you're good it's, uh, you you i i just didn't say it. i fucking forgot <laughs> oh okay all right <laughs> well all right <laughs> so yeah you know what's um, cool too is like that cops right there he's like fucking pointing his gun and shit he's getting ready yeah and then there's a fucking big old bong and shit and beer and cigarettes yeah. and shit like that. The cops ready to smoke them, dude. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh <him>. my god! <laughs> but yeah, yeah man. That's good, man. Other than the art, this band's fucking badass too. Like, it's got uh, who's the the dude? By uh, he was from uh, Municipal Waste. Municipal, Municipal Waste. Waste. Municipal yeah. Waste. Municipal waste, and they sing about weed and smoking. Smoking the weed. Uh, smoking the pancake. <laughs> smoking a pancake. <laughs> smoking a pancake. Smoking a pancake. All right, so um, I have uh, 
Let's go to the next one. I'll go with my next one. I love this one. Hell yeah. So we're looking at Immortal at the Heart of Winter. This was done by J.P. Fournier. Fournier. Uh, so this is actually the first album at the Heart of Winter that's actually without the band on the cover art. And also I want to point out that this is the last album that they did in standard tuning, which their guitars, right? Standard tuning which I found to be fucking incredible because of the tone Aboth gets from the guitar, right? Just, But, I mean, in fucking standard tuning, are you fucking kidding me? That's incredible. The uh, the amount of fucking noise these guys make with that shit, dude, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, my understanding is I know Aboth had to, to pretty much write everything, all the guitars and everything, um, record it at least. I believe, uh, I forgot the other guy's name, the other guitarist, but he had, like, severe and acute, like, tendonitis. Uh, so I know he couldn't record during the time. So it's pretty much the drummer and, and, and Abath during this time. So at the heart of winter, I think to me, if you just look at the cover art, um, it's fucking incredible because you have this badass, looks like a fortress in the middle of like, I don't know, is it like glaciers or like just this ice wasteland, you know, just, and then there's like, the funny part, though, about the whole thing is, like, you have, like, this fucking lava coming up at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the water is still, like, ice, like, icicles and shit. Yeah, yeah. Permafrost, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, it's, he said that, uh, you know, permafrost. But I just, I don't know, man. It, it, it really defines, I think, the title at the heart of winter. Like, if you're thinking of the title and you see this picture, you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Like, this is what I would envision being in the heart of winter would look like, you know? And then, I lo- you know, there's little crows flying. I don't know. I just think it's great, dude. It's fucking icebox. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like the music is just as cold and you need a cover art to fucking show you, you know, to portray that. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, is that uh, you you listen to this album in itself and uh, even the song is, with the heart the at the heart of winter itself, it's yeah. super good. Like even the way the guitars goes like, yeah, dude, that sounds dope. Like I don't know why I just like that one little piece. There's let me find hold on let me let me find the one that I like, which is um, put some Jeopardy music right now. Hey, why you why you find that? Um, have you ever seen Immortal Life? No. no, I saw them in San Antonio. Uh, fuck, what year was it? I'm gonna say it was like 2011, 2012 around there. Oh, nice, dude. They played. They. I was like, I was like super into hardcore, so I was like, oh, dude, my brother was like, Emoto's coming. I was like, fuck you, let's go, let's buy tickets. <clears throat> so we yeah, watched yeah. it. You go see them. And um, I had I had just bought in this shirt. Um, it was a hardcore band called Cold World, or they're called Cold World. And um, they you had a fit in, you fit in with these guys. Yeah, well, no, because I think you're, th- you're talking about the black metal band called Cold World. Oh no, no, I'm just talking about because of the name Cold World and Immortals Cold and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, okay. So this 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 hardcore band, um, they released a shirt. Can you guys still hear me? Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. They released a shirt. Um, it was a mayhem ripoff, like for the world for the word world. Oh shit, okay. It's a, it was it's a wor- like cold world, but the word world was the mayhem logo. Oh shit. And the, the word cold was like some other, I think it was like a rapper. So it's a cold world, but it's a cold world. And in the back it said um hardcore from Wilkes Bear. But like in like in old English, so it looked like a real black little shirt. And um, when we went to go see them, there was all these people. Oh fuck yeah! You know how everyone, all the metalheads, were always like, "Oh fuck yeah, nice shirt, nice shirt." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way, so like I'm not making fun or anything. But dude, these, all these people were like, "Fuck yeah, I love your mayhem shirt." And they look at it, and they like five seconds later, that's not mayhem, like super serious. <laughs> and I'll yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, it's a band called Cold World," and they're like. Man, and they walk away. I was like, oh, shit, dude. And like, it was just like me and a bunch of friends that like weren't like <laughs> hanging out. And they were laughing because like everyone thought it was a mayhem shirt. And they would just like be like, fuck, like let down because it was like a mayhem ripoff. Yeah, dude, it's funny. I have a similar story once to uh, bring that up. Um, <laughs> there's a here, uh, it's Chico Stakos here. Uh, People go crazy for Chico Stacos. Yeah, here. boy. But Chico Stacos is a. Uh, uh, they tend to hire a lot of Cholillos and. Uh, <laughs> they pay them under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay them under the table. Yeah. Cash. So I don't know what it was, but I, I walked in uh, <laughs> a, a few times, and a couple of times I walked in with that Shibaba shirt. Mm. I don't know if you uh, remember it, George. It has like a the the Mayan calendar. Uh, is it Aztec calendar? Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a pentagram over it, and it says Shibaba in red up top. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I I have that shirt. And there were a couple times that I walked into Chico's, and the first time I saw these two dudes working there behind the counter, and uh, we just talked whatever. And then a the, uh, couple weeks later, I showed up and I was wearing the same shirt. And they come up to me and they're like, hey, wait, you like Shibaba, wait? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. But they were talking about the other Shibaba that's uh, like a black metal band. Mm. Is and it from like, Japan or some shit? I don't even know where they're from. But there, apparently, there's another Shibaba that's a black metal band. Yeah. <laughs> and I had yeah. no idea. And I was all like, Oh yeah, bro, they're gonna play the the nailer like in a couple of weeks. And they're like, oh for real? I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys should hit it up. <laughs> Turns out that it it wasn't the same band that we were talking about. And then <laughs> and then uh, I told David from Saberwolf and I was like, yo, did these fucking guys? And they're like, it's because they were probably talking about the other band. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you're right. I'm all there, fucking loser, being all stoked on it. <laughs> they probably thought I was a big old nerd. Fucking too. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> probably, well, go ahead. They probably spit in my chicos too, but it tasted good anyway. It's still, it's still fun. Uh, it's got roach legs and everything, man. So good. So protein. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I found the song. It was called "Withstand the Fall of Time," and it's the very first track, which I always say. Um, Play really fucking loud, and I guarantee you it's going to fuck up a lot of speakers in, in, in different vehicles. 
But that fucking riff, man, when it's because it starts off with all this like winds and shit and like, oh, fuck, I'm in the fucking in Antarctica. It's cold and shit, you know, so, like you're at the heart of winter. So you're at the heart of winter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm at the heart of winter. It's cold. And all of a sudden, dun, 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 <laughs> like it just starts, you know, and I don't know. That's that's the the one fucking song, I think, that's probably I don't know. And it's like. Seven, Ten? seven minutes or eight I don't know. minutes? Let me see. It's a it's a it's a good starting song, good kicker. I think it's more, no? Yeah, eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Yeah, so it's a good one. It's, it's dude, starting off the album, it's outstanding, dude. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna move on though. Let's move on. We're gonna go with Diego's. Uh, which is your hold on? Yeah. So I picked here uh, Halloween. Right. Uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys. Uh. So I'm sorry. I got the picture. It's got both. So it does have both, one in the back, one in the front. Oh, yeah. So the one in the back is part two. Mm-hmm. But part one basically doesn't have the, the I guess, when they're giving the key or whatever. Right. Uh, but part one is basically, it looks like uh, a wizard. And instead of his face, it shows like a like space and galaxy type stuff. And he's holding like a, like a ball, like a, what do you call it? Orb. Um, yeah, like an orb with seven keys in it. Yeah. And he's the keeper of the seven keys. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh I just dig the way this looks. Uh yeah. only because uh uh Halloween a lot of people don't know this, but Halloween is a super good power metal band. Yeah. Uh a lot of people know Halloween because of their Halloween song. And that's basically, mm. you know, what a lot of people know them for. But this basically reminds me of like uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is that, that's exactly what I thought. About. And this is like '80s, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is specific, this is specifically was done in the '80s. Yeah, and the artist is called uh, Edo Kar- Karzuski. Okay. And uh, he's done uh, basically all the Halloween albums. Along with uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two, uh, I'm not really too sure anything else he's done. I just know he's specific to Halloween. Right on, dude. You know what's funny is too, because like, there's that album that it's it's from Halloween called The Walls of Jericho. Oh yeah, that's and the I'm first like, album, right? Did, I think so. Yeah. Did did I wonder if it's the same artist? I believe it is the same it's artist. The same kind of. I don't know, but that that one's badass. The Walls of Jericho was fucking badass. Uh, that album's great, but yeah, I mean, look, first of all, I mean, it's Halloween, dude, iconic power metalers. I think they were the fucking one of the pioneers, and uh, you know, I, I did a power metal episode of of, uh, but I talked about um, some of the power metal bands that I think you know, like people should listen to. Yeah. Uh, we talked about different things like that. But for sure, man, this is an iconic band. And I know um, I want to just say it out there, man. The Dark Ride is definitely an underrated album. You guys should check that one out, too. But um, Hell yeah. it's a great concept album, the whole uh, yeah, of course. part one and mm-hmm. two. So listen to it. It's a great, it's a great listen to Yeah. I'm going to go with... Um, well, with George here, let me get his second one, right? Yes, sir. So, is this right? This should be it, right? 
Yep. Mammoth Grinder. Yeah. So Mammoth Grinder, um, they're like a grindcore death metal band from, let's say Austin. I always get confused with Austin and Dallas, Mm -hmm. but they're they're from here, Um, Texas. Dude, the yeah, baby, the art. It just holy shit, like. Like what's well, that? Well, like, I'm, well I'm, let's I'm, talk I'm, about the album. What's the name of the album? Oh, oh my bad. So Mammoth Grinder is called Cosmic Crip. Yeah. So the 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 um, the name of the album just fucking says it all. Cosmic Crip. You just make right. the galaxy in the back, and the bottom is like a crypt, but like the skeletons are alive and um they're chilling. They're just fucking vibing, you know. <laughs> and the dudes in the hoods just there. Straight, like, fucking, straight vibing, man. Yeah, man. It's just a crypt with everything just alive and shit. <laughs> and it's insane, dude. Like, like uh, the guy with the robe in the middle, the skeleton, just with the fucking orb of light. And then, like, you see, like, the, the fucking people <laughs> just fucking taking a ride on that little fucking... Whatever the fuck that is on the top, but dude, this this one, this album, as uh, like it's a, it's a great album. The art just blew me away when it came out. The one before this one also, I I believe it was the same artist, but that one's badass too. Uh, Underworlds. Yeah, dude, that one's that that art. Like all the art is badass, but um, the art is from some guy, this guy Joe Petagno. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I looked him up, bro. I, like I'm not big on like, uh, oh, this guy did this art, this guy did this, did this art. It's always been like Cannibal Corpse has always been like Vincent Locke or whatever. But um, this one supposedly, uh, apparently he fucking did artwork for Led Zeppelin, Motorhead, and Marduk, and I, I, I mean, many more. But like, holy yeah. shit, like uh, the art's legendary. Uh, like. And this band is the shit too. If you haven't seen them, like, yeah, they're, we, they're amazing live. They're they're on our Texas, Texas loud, Texas proud, Texas heavy metal episode. <laughs> I need to listen to that. Yeah, but yeah, Joe Joe is a huge, huge, iconic, and absolute fucking master artist. Um, just by looking at a lot of different Motorhead album covers you're like god damn this guy's so fucking badass dude so um when you look at a lot of different like that's that's where i became familiar with him um if you looked at a lot of the motorhead cover art god damn dude he's so fucking yeah heavy. but you know what what i trip out on is i trip out on these guys in the background they're like pointing at the at the fucking road the robed skeleton guy <laughs> these guys are like pointing at him like what the fuck? Why is he back again? Yeah. You know. And I was I was about to comment on that too. So <laughs> like the way the, the way the cover is is at the at the way top, you see a like a galaxy. Yeah. And then a little bit off to the right, you see like souls. The souls he's sucking out. Sucking yeah. out. And this like skeleton reaper guy is like has his hands over with like an orb. So to if you're looking at the cover to the left. You have some like 
people, I guess. I don't know if they're suffering. They're, they're like, like, oh my God. They're like, ay, wey, ya está la muerte. Yeah. They're like in limbo or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the middle, there's like a, I guess there's a, a keeper sitting down with like with the world. There's like an earth. Yeah, like he's about to go dunk on some fools after this. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the world in his hands. Uh, and he's got like what? What is that? Like a, a what head would you say that is? Like a like a like a ram, horse rams like, rams, like a rams with a horse yeah. face. But what what I like? I feel okay. Look, and this is the thing that we're talking about. Like trying to interpret this right. What I like about this is like he's got a skull in one hand. He's got an earth in one hand. Is he got life in one hand and death in one hand? You know what I mean? You know what? Also what it. What it is, it's kind of like a Santa Muerte, because mm-hmm. like a Santa Muerte also has that deal, because the Santa Muerte could have the world, but mm-hmm. can also have what uh, the uh, the hourglass, mm-hmm. okay. and she also Time's running the, out. the skull on the other end. Okay. I don't know if that's there going for me. I'm looking too far into it, but you have that, and then right there you have like the skeleton dudes who are dead, I guess. And the then minions. To the right, you have the fucking hooded menaces. Like what do you think they're listening to? Put a put a song to what they're listening to right now. They're listening to Ace of Spades, dude. Right there. You know, like they're over there just feeling like aquí viene. Aquí viene el güey. Agarrar todas las almas. Vicente Fernandez. This, uh, that's probably <laughs> what they're listening to. Them. You know, and that's what that's what it looks like. You have one side is like, ah, oh, Kiskan. Yeah, the other guy's just chilling and making a discard down there at the yeah. bottom. And this guy's like, I'm here for your souls. You know, and, and the kind of music that would probably come from this, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty confident it's probably going to be like death metal-y, death metal-esque. And, um, but, and, and what do you end up getting with this? Me? Fucking grindcore, bro. Uh, you listen to Mammoth Grinder, it's like fast, like in your face, like, um, like raw as fuck. Um, it has its mesh of thrash and metal grind- mesh. Yeah, like mm. metal mesh. Metal yeah. mesh. Uh, <laughs> but definitely has its like uh grindcore thrashiness to it. Yeah, and uh. It's a three-piece band. They're a three-piece band. Um, definitely, definitely not a, a band that you people have to listen to because you look at this cover and you're in for a ride when you listen to Mammoth's Grinder. Any other covers, actually. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it on a previous episode. Probably one of the best books that I've heard is Mammoth's Grinder and Hatred Surge. The split, right? The split, where it has a skeleton all... Like eating up, he's like melting right. He's like pulling it. The skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a good split you have there. Yeah. All right. Very very nice. So we're going to <laughs> move on. Very nice. Uh, so I got a classic one here. I'm pretty sure everybody knows this one. Oh hell so yeah. We have uh, Megadeth, Rust in Peace, Ed Repka. And of course, he's another legendary fucking artist in the world of heavy metal, and especially thrash metal. And what I love about, I think this cover art is pretty great because you have 
different world leaders during this time. There's like 91, 90. You have uh, Bush and I think it's like Gorbachev and you have all these other dudes. But I just love how, how you know, the the Megadeth dude, what's his name? Rattles, um, Vic Rattlehead. Yeah. He's just, he's just straight chilling in Area 51 in a hangar. And he's, <laughs> there's a fucking alien there, you know what I mean? But I feel like this is easily, dude, easily one of the most iconic album covers that it's not, it's very, like, unforgettable. Let's just say that. It's universal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the word I like using, like, like, it's universal. Like, people could look at this without the logo and they know it's Megadeth. Mm-hmm. If you're if they're into like rock or metal, like it's just so universal. And yeah, man, it's, but a- it, it's it's super cool because like, what do you think of like when you look at this cover? Like, what do you think? It's like I got I'm gonna bring this alien to life. Like, there's an alien life form. Yeah, it's- what I think is like they gave his ass permission. All the global world leaders are like, you know what? We're gonna give you permission to go ahead and go on through with this experiment. And he's like, yes, I will go on <laughs> with this experiment. And then he does it, dude. And it's like, I wait, what is that? What is that fucking chunk? What is that? Like, you know, like from Command and Conquer and shit. You guys oh, ever yeah. played Command and Conquer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that the fucking... Like a, that stone? That green stone from fucking Command and Conquer? It looks like as soon as he puts that green stone in there, the Hangar 18 just starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> Put on rock band. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, no, mommy. Yeah. And everyone just starts going crazy. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> dude. They start fucking moshing in the hangar. No, yeah. but that, definitely an iconic uh, <laughs> album uh, cover. Um, I mean, he also did what? P-Cell's uh, album where he's yes. kind of chilling there. P-Cell's. Um, but he's done a lot of a lot of artwork for a ton of, for some bands that we're going to talk about right now, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at earlier. I was like, that's pretty cool that we have such variety, but in music style. But then they're like the same artist, you know? Yeah, yeah. So and this is actually a good segue to the next one that I'm gonna talk about. Is uh, oh, that's right. Go, yeah, because it's it's him. It's right. Edward Rep Repka, like Edward Nigma. Yeah, like, he is. But, or like Reptar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Toxic Holocausts, Hell on Earth. I fucking love this cover, dude. So basically, Toxic Holocaust is a like a blackened thrash. Oh yeah. Like thrash band. Um. So the cover, it's got the hues of like pink and purple, and it's like a dystopian world that could destroyed uh city right george yeah man and uh and you have like zombies like roaming like and then the main dude he's like on the cover he's like like no mama it's like he's <laughs> it's like quema, quema <laughs> yeah and you can tell like and you can tell like the artwork is a little more dated because on the other ones it's like you can tell it's like old older and yeah this one, this one came out a little bit more I guess more recent, and it's more like this one came out like what early two thousands. Yeah, like what two thousand three maybe. 
Yeah, early two thousands, like two thousand three, yeah. around there. I wish yeah. I wish I could have seen them, but um, I had to leave because I had to go to work, and I was all drunk in Austin. I saw uh, Cold World, and I think Ringworm was next, and then Toxic Holocaust. But I was like, if I don't leave, I'm not gonna make it to you know for work the next day. Damn, you messed up. Yeah, I know. I should have just fucking called in. Nah, dude. Uh, seen them a couple times here in El Paso. Uh, first time I caught them, they uh, Toxic Holocaust played with Ghoul. Uh, cool. Yeah, they played with Ghoul, and then after that they played. Uh, where did I see them? Julia Gulia. <laughs> Julia Gulia. <laughs> Gulia. <laughs> uh, watch that movie a lot. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, next time I saw them, uh, <laughs> damn, I forgot who they played with. But then after that they played a show. It was uh, actually it was uh, Mammoth Grinder ramming speed. Mm. Uh, and exhumed and toxic holocaust. That's the last time I saw them, and that was a really good show. But the cover itself, basically Ed Ed Edward Repka style. Ed Repka. He has he has that weird like realism that he tries yeah. to add in there mm-hmm. when it comes down to his art. You could put this side side to side with some of his other stuff, and you could he he kind of uses. Similar colors to his style, too. Yeah, so a lot of the cover art, especially with, like, nuclear assault and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, you notice right away that, yeah, and you notice right away that his colors are very vibrant. Like, they, they're very, they're, they pop. And it's just fucking cool, man. Like, they're, it's very iconic, his style. It's like, when you buy a Thrash CD, chances are, if he's the one who did it, you'll kind of recognize yeah, uh, that it's him, you know. Yeah. So I, that's what I like about him. Um, I know, and I believe there's a, a book. I believe he has a an art book. It has like all the work that he's done, and I think he there's like a little bit of information about each one that he did. So I thought that was pretty cool. Need to check uh, that. Yeah, me too, man. I, I know I want to get because I, I think that's all that stuff is really cool. So I wanted to. Go to your next one, uh, George. Yeah. So go ahead. So this one is Chivalba, or how people Zibalba, Chivalba, or however you want to say it. Um, but this one's called Hasta la Muerte. I remember when this CD came out, I was like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, but um, I went through a phase where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give bands a chance. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna re-listen to them. Uh, so this one was the first one I re-listened to, and then um, I just played it all the way through in my room. Yeah. I was alone, and I was yeah. like, dude, this is badass. What am I? What am I thinking? What am I saying? Um, <laughs> but dude, just the artwork itself, it reminds me of a video game, like. Like a fucking loading screen. What we're looking at right now is like a, it's like a, like a pyramid, but with yeah. like, but with like uh, all the jagged edges with the rocks and shit, and then like a dark ass fucking sky in the background, with some guy. Um, I'm not zoomed in, but it's a, uh, there's a dude on the edge of a cliff looking at the pyramid, like he's ready to conquer that shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy that you mentioned the whole video game stuff because when I see this, 
if you've played Castlevania, if you play Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> it's like the cover. It's like as uh, like if you're playing the games, and when you get to like Dracula's like castle mm. at the beginning of a, uh, or yeah. like, at the end when you beat Castlevania, you see you see the castle, and then it kind of like shatters down. Yeah. And also in uh, Ninja <laughs> Gaiden, where he reaches the castle. Mm. And it's just like a, it go it pans away and he's like on a cliff and the castle just comes That's across right. the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely like what I think about when you mentioned the video game stuff. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. You get those vibes and shit. And then while yeah. listening to the album is just so heavy and dark. And it goes it goes it goes with uh with the album art. Dude, honestly, Shibaba's been like one of the more recent heavy bands that I've listened to. Like they just have that heaviness to them to where I feel that I'm about to go to the buffet and shut down the buffet. <laughs> I wanna feel that way. What the <laughs> I weigh that's you know that's so like yeah. I weigh they're so heavy. Like I need to go to the Chinese buffet and I'm gonna shut it down. Dude, you no, know, that's... when this album came out it was so sludgy too like they uh they get a lot of influence from bands like Crowbar, mm-hmm. uh because I know their Crowbar is a big influence on them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, definitely Asa La Muerte is probably one of the great albums that you put on here. Hell yeah! And I was like, I need something like I don't know, like uh they gave me like the video game feel, and I was like, dude, it's this album art, like, like. You know when you beat like you beat like a world and it had like six levels and then you're going to the next world, like uh like Mega Man two when you reach Wily's castle type thing. Yes. Yeah, that kind of shit. Or <laughs> even even Super Mario, you beat like the six ghosts. Uh, like you beat you beat like a like a little area of the world and you're going to the next er- the next world and it's yeah. just like oh this one's fucking scary and shit like. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like uh, Bowser's Castle and shit. Like, yeah. just that, those kind of vibes. Yeah, you see Bowser's Castle in the back with, like, ghosts around it, and there's, like, lightning and thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, like, yeah, Super Mario World? Yeah. Yeah, and then in the balcony, fucking Bowser's banging fucking princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got caught again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mar- Mario's like, otra vez, güey? por las pipas, va. Right. <laughs> So we got. We, oh we wait, got, wait 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 I'm sorry. Oh. But the what? No 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 don't don't go back. But the guy who did that one was Dan Seagrave. So Zabalba was yeah, Dan Seagrave. Zabalba one, and he made artwork for Entomb, Dismember, Morbid Angel, and he did the one for Edge of Sanity, the first one you talked about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is like. Some of the names are going to be popping up quite a bit because Dan Seagrave is on also another legendary artist in the world of heavy metal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. so we're actually going to go back to none other than Ed Repka with Death's Scream Bloody Gore. Um, I, I have to tell you that when you have a name, a title name like Scream Bloody Gore, I fucking get the vibes. <laughs> With these uh, robed skeleton, you know, dudes. And I love the fucking guy that's, like, laughing and he's, like, about to drink his... They're, like, cheering. And this motherfucker right here, he's, like... He's, like, 
yeah, is he's not like an evil villain, you know? Like, like just, just well, you know, drinking the blood from the fucking chalices, like that's badass, dude. Yeah, like that's as perfect as it fucking gets with the Death Classic logo, where it's like fucking dripping blood. You have the the main motherfucker in the back. He's the only guy that has a fucking eyeball. It looks like. And I think that's badass because he's, like, straight up looking at you, dude. You can't fucking – you have to, like, make eye contact with that motherfucker. And it's, like – With just one eye. You, with just one eye. And it's, like <laughs> – with and he's got, like, this Gary Busey fucking haircut that he oh. – I don't know. Like, his hair's all crazy and shit. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about yeah. that. <laughs> like, I fucking love it, dude. But, like, when you're, like, okay, I'm going to look at this art. What kind of music is going to be on this? And you're, like – Fucking death metal, bro. Like, straight up fucking death metal. And I don't get any other vibes from it other than that kind of music. Like, there's no way you're going to say this is power metal. You know? Nah, nah. <laughs> like, the dude sat down at the bottom, you're chilling with your drinks, and then uh, the one in the in the throne seat with the purple cloak, whatever. Yeah. He's, like, offering you a drink. Like, here, yeah. take some of this. Take some. And I, lo- I love how they have that. And then it's, like... These two guys are imbibing. They're just chilling, drinking their fucking wine or blood, whatever it is. And then this dude is just, like, chilling. He's, like, looking at you. He's already, like, he's expecting you. And you're, like, you're, like, walking into this room. And I love how his hand's a little hyperextended. It's, that doesn't look like a realistic arm. But, I mean, it looks cool because it's just, like, they're just waiting for you to chill and hang out and drink some blood wine, you know? 1010 <laughs> would chill. Yeah. <laughs> ten ten, yeah, wood chill again for sure, dude. Dude, so there's this, there's this, I guess a meme, um, from the guy on the right, the one that's like about to fucking party, uh, but it's zoomed in on them. It's just him, and it says Yas Queen. So hard, I was like, Fuck Fuck yeah, dude. Man, dude. <laughs> that's that's the vibes, man. That's the vibes right there. But of course, classic fucking death metal album, um. With songs like Evil Dead and Scream Bloody Gore and... Uh, I mean, there's just... The whole album is a fucking banger, dude. Um, so we're going to go with... So I'll go with oh, my next one. Here we go. Hold on, guys. This is another great one. <laughs> so uh, my next one's going to be Sepultura's uh, Arise. Um, damn. How... I don't even know what's going on. on okay, one. time. Have you guys ever seen um, that dude, Adam, Adam Richman? He was on the Travel Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would do Man vs. Food and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember one episode he did, like, he had to do a, a gigantic platter of, like, seafood and shit? Yes. This is what it reminds me of. That's definitely <laughs> what it's like. It's like, this motherfucker... This are like the remains in like the fucking, I don't know, like seafood hell of the what fucking Adam Richmond ate that night. Like it's all like the pieces and body parts of all the fucking shellfish that he ate yeah. and everything, you know. But it because it does look like alien, but it looks like lobsters. Because there's lobster claws at the top. Yeah. Or claws like. Yeah, and then there's like a weird little fish thing here at the bottom. Yeah, he put. He like meshed all this stuff together, yeah, and there's a you oh. get, there's a pathway, so it's definitely like a gigantic. Yeah, fucking huge right here. Look at this shit. Yeah. Well, unless who's the, for, who's the artist? 
Uh, the artist is uh, Michael Whelan. Uh, Whelan? W-H-E-L-A-N? Whelan? Whelan? I don't know. Uh, he's also done work for... Uh, yeah, Whelan. Whelan. Obituary. Mm. Uh, he, oh. Yeah, okay. It looks yeah, familiar. He, uh, he, he's done a ton of Sepultura albums. Chaos AD, Beneath the Remains. If you look at those other albums, you can see the similarities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. But I chose this one just by the way it looks, like the mm. color on it. And then uh, it's just like weird, like super weird. Like you have to figure out exactly what's going on. And it's like, a, what is that, like a brain at it the looks, top? It looks like the like it opens and the brain's there. Yeah, so I don't know, like George mentioned earlier, like video game stuff, but like uh, I don't know why the first thing I thought about was Mother Brain. Oh, from, from Metroid. Uh, from Metroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the I first thought, thing I thought about when I saw that. I thought Ghost and Ghost and Goblins. Like <laughs> yeah, you can also think Ghost and Goblins. There's a there's a a level in Ghost and Goblins where you fight like a a worm thing and a ton of stuff is coming yeah. out of it for the Sega Genesis Genesis version, and it kind of makes you feel like, all right, you come across this. And you're about to journey into this little area. It's like the entire place is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The whole thing is just the world that's there. It's actually alive, and it's kind of gross though, because for for some people who have that um that phobia with with different holes and different things like that, tryptophobia. Yes, tryptophobia. Yeah. This would be. A little bit disturbing, just a little bit, because there's some Freddy Krueger face thing going on here. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> like, the cheese. The, <laughs> the Yeah, the cheese, right? There's a little bit of weirdness going on, but I mean, just the idea of there being this monstrosity as like a fucking palace, pretty much, with like this brain absorbing fucking, I don't know, it looks like a fucking weird soul or something yeah it sounds like some souls i don't know yeah. what's going on right or it's there. letting it go with maybe it's farting who knows right but like <laughs> brain fart yeah it's a brain fart <laughs> literally yeah it's like these this crustaceans are got together with uh with a person and there's eyeballs and shit you know it reminds so, me of uh the movie the thing but with like a lobster oh, oh yeah oh uh, hell yeah yeah definitely you could definitely put that together we're like you can kind of see a face here. Where it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Man, yeah. the thing, dude, it's hit home. It's Definitely the heart. a great movie. Really. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> it's, it's I have it on VHS, bro, and I and um. Ching on. Dude, I, I I put it on my daughter's room, and she was like, Ugh, like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the, the practical <laughs> effects is just they're 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 what made the movies too. Master right? level, right? What yeah, think about that though is that uh the practical effects in the because the remake from the 80s the thing best practical effects some of the best that I've seen mm-hmm. I didn't know that in the one they made it in the later the, the 2000s like in what 2011 or something like that yeah I guess the director wanted to have practical effects and he made the movie with practical effects no shit. Yeah, he turned it in, and when he was ready to see the movie, like the premiere, the um, what's it called? Um, the studio went in there and changed everything to CG. 
you fucking assholes. We're so heads. that's why the thing, the 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 one in the later 2000s has CG in it and not practical effects. And he was like, yo, what the hell? Like, I made it practical effects. And they were like, nope. So they did, is there like a director's cut or is there? I don't know. I don't know. Because I want to see that now. Yeah. Definitely. I had no interest in it. I had no interest in it because I was thinking it was just going to be CGI. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, when it's done, I mean, I guess it looks pretty cool sometimes, you know, like, you know, some movies are, look, they look okay, but you kind of want to go for the authenticity of the fucking. Yeah. The practical. realism. Of yeah. It, make it feel real. Right. Man, that makes me sad. That's, it that makes, makes me sad. Me sad. You know what? One thing that I wanted to add really quick um, is, um, I guess, dealing with this whole Hollywood issue and and um, dealing with stuff like that, I guess, because people over overruling you, was the casting that we saw today that was the big news and it was on everybody's fucking feed, which was Selena. Oscar Isaac or Isaac Oscar doing Snake for the solid, you know, the Metal Gear Solid Snake movie. Oh. He's gonna be he's gonna be playing Snake, and I was like, absolutely fucking not. He he's little. Like how how, yeah, are, you, how yeah. are you gonna play Solid Snake, dude? Like he doesn't seem like he'd be good for the part. I don't know. You know? I, don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like it either, man. You know what I I was always thinking. What if they did Old Snake first with Kurt Russell, right? Snake, yeah. Snake Plissken, right? You have <laughs> Old School. It'd be cool if they did Kurt Russell, Old Snake as the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then the next ones are progressively, he's getting younger. Pick someone else, right? Maybe maybe then Oscar Isaac could work at that point. Yeah. Because he's younger at that point. But... Kurt Russell's like, what, 5'10", maybe 5'9", 5'11", I don't know. But Oscar Isaac seems like he's a smaller dude. I don't know. <laughs> he just seems like he couldn't play Snake. You know, I, I was kind of bummed out about that. But, you know, that's Hollywood. And they and I don't think there's ever, 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 ever been a good movie that came from a video game and they transitioned to a movie. Yep. And I just don't know why, the, why that is, and, why that happens, you know. And it's honestly... One of my favorite franchises is uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. My, one of my favorite games is Metal Gear Snake Eater. Part 3, yeah. Part 3 yeah. for the PS2. Right. Oh, I love it, dude. Where he's just out there, and then he ha- you have to eat, and then, like, you have to, like, hoard food, and then mm. uh, if you hold on to something for so long, he's like, ugh, it's rotten. Yeah. And then he gets sick. Yeah, he'll throw up and shit. Yeah, and there's a ton of, like, little... A lot of people don't know, like, all the Easter eggs, but the characters in there, in yeah. in the games themselves, like, some of them are a little bit out there, but it's not hard to make a movie based on this stuff. Because right. if you can make a, a Marvel film, if you can make, like, those types of movies with all the CG and stuff like that, you can definitely just grab this story. Mm-hmm. And make it into a movie. Yeah. But for some reason, they fuck it up every single time. Yeah, yeah. And I think a movie like the, a, a video game like this that can be made into a movie should be able to be made easily in, what, three installments, maybe four installments? Yeah. Like, they have yeah. the – they have – right, they do. They have the ability to do it. The storyline is certainly there. 
Um, if they choose to take bits and pieces and make their own shit, they have enough. Uh, and again, th- there's a there's a certain timeline that Kojima has that could certainly like follow what I was saying, where you have old Snake and then young Snake or whatever the fuck, and yeah. you can do stuff like that. And I think that'd be great. And you know, it it, it gives you a, like, oh, this is who's gonna play Snake this time? That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like during different phases of that timeline. That would be fucking yeah, badass, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Because I would fucking love that. Because I would almost be like a super hardcore nerd Doctor Who type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who's going to play the Doctor? You know? <laughs> so, anyways, I digress. Yeah, but this last one was Simply Duda Rise. If you don't listen to Simply Duda, you already know. Uh, probably one of the best fans to come out of Brazil. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, not only that, I mean... That's when they, for me, that's when they were like badass already at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think, and I'll, I'll agree with, I know I was always telling Gonzo, you're stupid. When I would listen to it, I'm like, I don't get any death metal vibes. But I was like, there are death metal vibes. I believe that's where they're, they're a lot of these have, uh, especially on this one. And what's the other one? Uh, it's it's Arise. What's the other one? Um, it's Remains or Bestial Devastation? No, no, no. <laughs> We'll get to that one later. <laughs> I think it was beneath the remains, dude. Uh, but yeah, so we'll get to uh, George. This one's badass, dude. It's fucking crazy. Well, what do you about this, man? Please There's explain. So George. much going on on this one. So it's uh, Power Trip Nightmare Logic. Mm-hmm. And um, first thing that caught my attention was like all the soldiers on the bottom. Right. But, but you can see the faces. Um, blending in on the background. Mm-hmm. So, and then like it's just like buildings just like crumbled down, but at the same time it's like real like uh, like fleshy, fluidy. Uh, you can see like fucking three faces in the back. There's um numerous faces that are made. By the structures and just by the way things are made and just by things how they fell apart and i know they obviously it's purposely there because you can see fucking eyeballs and shit like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that's pretty cool there's little mouths here and there i believe the the main soldier right here in the center with the two big ass eyeballs he's probably looks like he's chewing on something or a statue or somebody like a statue yeah and then there's a yeah. soldier over here kind of far left right here yeah that's him and then yeah, he's yeah. screaming all the soldiers down at the bottom. Yeah, and and oh yeah, look, this looks like a bulldog. Uh, and there's a <laughs> there's a lot of different different. Is that a dog right here? Yeah, it looks it, like a dog. Yeah, it kind of looks like right. It starts like soldiers from the left, and then as it starts going, they start meshing. They mesh. Metal mesh. Uh, they start like <laughs> uh being absorbed by the. Oh, uh, by the 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 buildings of the, the yeah, background, right? You see that? Look right here. Look at this dude. This dude sticking his tongue out and shit. It looks pretty cool. He's, he's got like, a helmet. He's, in, wait, he's part of the wall on the stairs. <laughs> he's just another brick in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So who who uh, who did the art for this one? This guy was um, Paolo Girardi. Dude, yeah. He did artwork for Black Breath and um, Inquisition. Nice. I, I couldn't find more stuff that he did, but I did look through his artwork. Holy mm-hmm. crap, dude! Some of it is just so. I don't know. It's a, it's amazing. It's uh, 
he has a website and like I googled him and he's just like some buff bald guy painting. <laughs> buff bald guy. Yeah, buff bald nice. guy. But no, dude, like his stuff is crazy. There was this one. It was like it remind it, it looked like sea creatures like fighting each other, but they like had penises on their limbs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, looked, pretty, that's pretty normal, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I love this one because um, I like the the other one that Power Trip had. I don't know if it's the same artist. I didn't check that out. Um, yeah. The previous album, but uh, Nightmare Logic, this one, <clears throat> this artwork, definitely like, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's like finding Waldo. You could just see a bunch of shit. And there's even a spider web on the top right. Did you see it? Did you pay yeah, attention? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, there's a spider web and then yeah, there, dude. It yeah, looks yeah, yeah. It, it looks insane. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking like this is the album that I would imagine if you're like a teenager who barely got into power trip, you're getting into the style of music, you're gonna smoke a bowl listen to the music and probably look at this cover for quite a bit of time. Not that I condone it, but if you do it, that's your own business. <laughs> so they all do it. They all, we all, we know, we know we yeah. could smell you. We could smell. All right. So <clears throat> the next one, I have a couple, they're kind of uh two that I liked really. And it's blind guardian. Somewhere Far Beyond, and it's also Nightfall and Middle Earth. So really quick, I just want to talk about um, Somewhere Far Beyond, which is done by Andreas Marshall. So this is one of the more, I, I think, one of the albums that is revered by a lot of power metal people because, I don't know, like this is one of the first albums that i really enjoyed that had like uh the bard song and i think it was this album and i'm not i'm not too sure let me, let me i can double check but i believe this album is the first one to have that cover of um they they covered queen i believe and i think it was spread your wings so let me check blind guardian really quick Have you guys uh, heard this album? Yeah. What do you think? It's good, man. I like all of I, I like all the Blind Guardian stuff. Um, the thing with the thing with these kind of bands, like I love it. I love listening to it. I've never been one to like look. Uh, how do I say this? Like I like it. Yeah. Because my brother's into power metal. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm into power metal, but I've never been like, like, ah, oh, let me go look for, let me go look into this. Let me, I've never been, I've never looked for it, but, uh, I know I'm familiar with Blind Guardian. Um, I love, I love Blind Guardian, Symphony X, uh, Master Plan. Symphony like, X. I, I, love, I love it all. It's yeah. just like, I've never, I've never gone looking for it. You know what I mean? I don't, oh, know how to, I don't know how to say so, it. So, so basically, you like it, but it's not like something you go out of your way to listen to. There you go, yeah. Okay, okay, that's cool. You know, um, so yeah. Um, 
Spread your wings. It, it is a, a cover by Queen, but it is, I believe, it's probably on a re-release, remastered re-release, something like that, because it's not on their original. Um, and then we have, for me, the songs that obviously did it for me were like "Time, What Is Time," um, definitely the Bard song in the forest. Those are all fucking classic. Hell yeah. Definitely songs, sing-alongs for a lot of different people. Um. When you look at the cover art, it's like, okay, first of all, you have all the, you have a dwarf, you have some elves hanging out, you have different warriors and stuff. They're hanging out by a, it look, what is that? Like some sort of orb? What is that, anyways, in the center? It's not a fire. You know, it would be, it looks like it could be a fire. It's Zordon. <laughs> is that what that's called? <laughs> is Zordon? <laughs> No, Zordon is from Power Rangers. Power Rangers I know, I know. Just just right <laughs> I'm like, we can call it that. Yeah, but it's like they're just hanging out. They're just chilling. The guy's playing the the lute, um, and these guys are chilling with their fucking swords. And it looks like this guy either has a massive fucking pipe or that's a fucking what is that? That's a pipe. Yeah, yeah. You about to? You know what I'm saying? He's gonna light it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, so <laughs> you have that in the background. I just love it. There's all these fucking goblins and orcs and shit just chilling in the the trees. They're all twisted and not you know gnarly and shit. Yeah, man. Uh, go to the ring shit, bro. Yeah, dude, definitely like go to the ring style shit. Uh, find guardian, dude. Like just the way it is. Like you have these like uh, knights and elves and. You know, like, they're on a journey, and they're just taking a break right now from that journey that they were on. Mm-hmm. And all, like, um, when you listen to uh, this album, it's just, I know, all a lot of the all Blind Guardian albums, mm-hmm. it's like they take you down a journey. Like, you, you listen to it, and you're picturing it in your head. Like, you yourself are, uh, like, for example, the Bart song, like, ding, oh, yeah. ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And you feel like you're there chilling by your fire. Yeah. And you're just like They they bring you in, right? Yeah, dude, definitely. Like they and they make you imagine that. Yeah. With that music. And I, and I, what I think is so great is because these guys really do kind of get stuff from Tolkien. You know, they get stuff from him and they put it they put it into their music. Uh, I think point in case would be Nightfall in Middle Earth which is easily my most my favorite album um i mean that song nightfall (laughs) anyways that one but nightfall is to me one of the best i think and probably a lot of blind guardian fans possibly their 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 best album and that's kind of like uh like they're all good, but this is kind of like the best one. Um, my understanding is this one is based on the Simmer. Well, how do you say it? the Simmerlon? Simmerlin? Simmerlin? By Tolkien. How do you say that? Where is that? Simarion. <laughs> Simarillion. Simarillion. Damn, I don't know, man. Vermilion. Sim- Simarillion. <laughs> I've never. I swear, I've never been able to pronounce that. Been fucking Tolkien, you're an asshole, dude. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much what it is it's um uh the the girl luthien's dancing in front of morgoth 
And I love this whole thing because it's like you see all these like you have a wolf, you have a wolf there. There's fucking um, this the cover art to me. This is incredible. It's like very detailed, incredibly fucking Skyrim. When you're getting into those fucking what is it the elves had those those uh, temples those uh, those caves and shit like that yeah yeah, yeah. It, they're like uh, they were all like like elven steel and shit like that yeah dude they have they, had, they were like technologically advanced and they had all this shit they always had like fucking heavy metal in 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 that shit but yeah. I just love it man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, like they, they uh, the the I know what you're talking about in Skyrim. They they were always like super advanced with their technology and shit. Yeah, exactly. But I that's what that's what this that. um <clears throat> that's what this album cover gives uh gives like the vibes it gives me. Yeah. Hell yeah! I know people are gonna be yelling, "Get it right! <laughs> Fuck you!" Fuck you! That gold pizza guy's a fucking poser. Yeah, right. Hi, <laughs> I'm sorry. We're all sorry. You may just add me on Instagram. I'll work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our next one is in uh, two. It's a, a fucking banger. Beautiful. Dude. And to, uh how do you say it? Clandestine, clandestine, clandestine. clandestine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yep, exactly. You know, but of course, this is by another one that we mentioned before, Dan Seagrave. It reeks of Dan. Definitely. Like, if you look at all the ones that we talked about previously regarding mm-hmm. Dan Seagrave, of course, Dan Seagrave has done the ones that we talked about. Uh, but he's also done Morbid Angel, Mammal and mm. Creation, a ton of bands, man. But he has this style where he gets like, uh, like a sceneries type things yeah. and stones and mm. architecture. Yeah, like Left Hand Path, right? Yeah, like Left Hand Path. Yeah. But this one is like, what is it? It's um, a ton of roots that are growing along the back. Yeah. Going through like a, what is it? Uh, well, I mean, it has to be some sort of underground dwelling or underground cave or some shit like that. Yeah, and then in the middle, like, what? What is that? What can you see? Like something's, like something's growing there. It has like, mm-hmm. uh, lavas coming out of it. Like you're at the heart of something. Yeah, you can see that. There's like an arm in there. I think like, right here. There's there's there. there's an arm there. It looks like ribs right here. It's like flesh uh, i'm not sure exactly what what that is but what i like about it is the detail and the in all the roots and all the weird shit and that what I, it's what i like about it is that it's like otherworldly like there was a show i think on netflix that i saw today where they talk about different planets uh exoplanets the stuff that's outside of our solar systems and stuff like that you know and and what I think is cool is the the idea of like in that show they would talk about what life would be like just based on the small information they had, you know. Oh, there's a high level of gravity, so that the things that would fly would probably have more than two wings. They would probably have like six wings instead, so that they could they could fly, they can get over that gravity hump in that planet, right? 
anyways, what I love about that is that they would make these videos and stuff with that little information that they had. I feel like this artist, uh, Dan Seagrave, would do very well in illustrating that and illustrating what life would be in other planets just because of his 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 uh his i guess his style we could call it is so bizarre and it really just is like otherworldly dude there's no other way of describing it yeah kind of like when we um uh, with like the shababa album that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. he does a lot of great architectures uh with his uh with his art and stuff and uh with this album this Intune uh album I guess with the name itself, he was kind of going for something because well, clandestine, clandestine, how do you say it? Clandestine. Right. Clandestine. Clandestine. Um, it means like kept in secret. Keep it, yeah, keep it in secret. Like keep it in secret. So it's like, it's like you travel to this area and you come to this certain specific area mm-hmm. and he kind of puts the colors to that little the middle the center area where it makes it look like there's lava coming out of it like it's you just found something yeah like you found something in this cave area type thing and that's cool yeah and it goes well with the music because the tune fucking rules yeah of course and then that's also fucking very video game-esque you know yeah for sure it's it seems like uh this guy dan seagrave he makes a lot of um what's the other one um I like how he does like um it reminds me also of um that revolting album cover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very That's, like um yeah. it's like a distant view, yes. point of view. But with all the details like like this one you're probably like in the entombed this one this entombed album. Yeah. It's like someone standing um on a cliff looking at Looking at whatever the source is, where the lava's right. coming out, shit like that. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. No, no. I, I mean, I think that's perfect, and I, and I love Dan Seagrave, and I, and initially did think that he was the artist for Revolting at that time, but it wasn't him. But that's I felt that too. Yeah, that's something that he could have done. Um, and so let's see. We're going with. We're going with. Here we go, homie. Dang, dude. Okay, this this a uh, this album is a beast. Um, so this one is uh, Misery, hardcore band from San Diego. This uh is called Survive the Vibe. So basically, what you're seeing uh, on this album, you see uh, Matt. What do you call her? <laughs> I, don't know. I guess it could be Shiva. Yeah, she, the Shiva, the god. Um, yeah. Basically holding two decapitated heads and then with the other two arms, two swords. And it's, it's you know, they it looks fucking nuts. And in the background, you see, like, the hooded men. <laughs> they're, like... <laughs> they, they're, they, they they're agree. Still in there. And, um... Just the colors in this out, al- the album covers, like just purple, orange, red, and like um, honestly, I chose I chose this one because it's just like the the three colors that they use in it. Yeah. 
It's a killer album, and it's by this guy named Andrew Bozikov. Bozikov. He also did Bozikov. artwork for Autopsy, uh, Fucked Up, and he did the Toxic Holocaust album cover, the one with the Cobra. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see it in the colors. Um, yeah. He also did... Uh, the Art of Parting, I think. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can see it in the colors. Like, just the, the vibrant colors he uses. And I like how, like, the sword cuts through, like, not cuts through, but, like, it's sticking through the, the logo it's, and shit. It, it does, yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, right here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very clever, man. Yeah. It's a, it's, I like all I, that shit. Solid album. Solid album cover. It That's what drew me into the album, also. I remember all the hey this fucking <laughs> I remember when uh, they came out with this shit. I was like, dude, yeah. this album cover is badass. I wonder what they sound like. And boom, I was like, holy crap, this album, uh, this record is badass. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a record. I think it's an EP. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full length. I don't even know what to say. It's an EP. But actually, this album, this album right here, Miseries, the of all the ones that we're talking about. I want to say it's the oddball out of all the ones that we've uh, yeah that we talked about mm-hmm. um, because this is basically and I know you could kind of like mesh this together with Shababa but Shababa goes down a sludge death metal route but Misery being a straight up hardcore band uh, is the odd one of this group right yeah. right, right right but definitely Misery is like in your face make you want to punch your mom or something type thing <laughs> i got it's you. very groovy and like in my in my opinion it's very groovy i like to like fucking shake your hips while you're listening to this and just like fucking mm, start fucking spin kicking in your house and yeah, shit. Babe. game over then i gotta listen to this shit <laughs> it's good you should you probably like the 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 the, the one that came after this one because this one's more hardcore groovy the other one is more more metal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I yeah, will. It's so it's all good. I will check it out. Check it out, guys. Here's your next album. I forgot about this one. <laughs> Judas Priest Painkiller. Now, what else can you? I mean, what can you say about Painkiller? It's fucking the album in itself. The music's fucking. It fucking rips, dude. Rob Halford that is, you know, vocally is incredible on it. It's fucking heavy. I think the, when I think a lot of oftentimes when I think traditional heavy fucking metal, this is the fucking album that I picture in my head when I think traditional heavy metal. And I know there's a lot of bands that we, you know, we talked about from, from Texas that fit the bill too. But, um, you know, this is the Godfathers, you know, they, they, I mean, the idea that this dude's like, he's riding on a fucking motorcycle that's a dragon, and he's like made out of steel with steel wings, like, that just sits over the top. And then the fucking wheels are saw blades. Like, <laughs> that's badass, dude. Like, what kind of, what kind of road do you drive on that? Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You just fucking fly in the sky, bro. And so, I mean, um, so the artist is Mark Wilkinson. Uh, He also did Iron Maiden's Book of Souls. 
if you're into prog music, and I'm talking about old prog rock, the 80s, he did Marillion uh, and also Fish, which is from Marillion. Uh, so that we're, we're going back to old school um, 80s prog rock. But anyways, I just like that they kept the Judas Priest logo. It's like it's on his fucking shoulder. You know, oh, the, yeah. the, the Judas Priest logo. And he's like, I love he's like holding on. But he has the fist up in the air like, yeehaw, bitches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay, <laughs> motherfucker, which is diehard Christmas movie, by the way, guys. We, we all have to agree on that. I disagree. Yeah, no, no, it's it's a Christmas movie, brother. It's, it's and so is Gremlins. That's a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Die Hard, it is not. It is sure is. I I don't know, man. I don't. It's I, a Christmas party. So it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> we'll see. I need to find a calendar insight somewhere in the fucking movie. That could be another episode. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be on the Nerdcast. Uh, I have a name for it, but I'm not. I have not yet officially have said it outright. And I think I mentioned to you what it was, and I'm not gonna say anything about it. Yeah. Because uh, that's gonna be top secret for right now. And then uh, when we come out, we should come out with guns blazing guns like blazing. fucking cowboys, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> so we're like, no, yeah. We're gonna come out like this painkiller. Yeah. Like Ooh, yeah. So, so like, what's funny is, what's okay? When you see that bed out of hell from from uh, Meatloaf, yeah. Like this is what I think. It's painkiller coming out. Yeehaw, bitches! Like coming straight out of the fucking cave. Like this is when I hear bed out of hell. Like the 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 name that that uh I guess it's not a slogan. What is it? That album cover for Meatloaf is fucking no. misleading, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super misleading. But I love it. Really is. But I love when when if someone says, "Oh, he came out like a bat out of hell," and blah blah blah, whatever that saying, like this is what I envision. Yeah, like he comes shooting out. Yeah. Oh. And you're ready to chop everyone up with your saw blade motorcycle. Wheels. Oh yeah, for sure, and I, and I, and I and I love it. I mean, not only that, fucking dude, it's fucking painkiller. Yeah. Man. So, the fuck else do you want, man? Right? Yeah, man. So last one I got, I got from uh, myself is uh, that's not the one. It would be dissections, storm of the lights, Bane. So you can't go wrong with dissection. Oh, oh, hell, there's no fucking way. No, Dissection is probably one of the best fans. It's gospel, man. Yeah. You gotta listen to that shit. Uh, the cover is basically, what is it? Uh, a reaper on the on a horse, on a black horse. Uh, and he's like, what, like a, a snow, like he's in the snow area, snow lake. And there's like snow mountains behind him, but he's just like ready to like fuck you up, right, George? Deadly, bro. It and it gives me another and it gives me another like video game bri- uh video game vibe. Kind of like uh you unlock the skin and you're just fucking roaming around the <clears throat> the land, bro. And uh like a <laughs> like a fucking Skyrim like um it just looks nuts, bro. And then like it's super like it's all blue, purple, white. So Yeah. 
blue, purple, white, and of course him black. So and it's like he's just waiting there. He's just waiting to fuck you up. Um, but the section in itself, like this this album, you could definitely listen to it like beginning to end. Storm of the Light Spain. Beast. Uh, now what? When was this album released? The, uh, Dissection, Storm of the Light, Spain. Let's see. We're checking this out when Storm mm. of the Light, Spain was released. Oh, uh, I think 95. Uh, 1995. Right on. Yeah. 95. Yeah. Storm of the Light, Spain. And, um, I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I'm, <clears throat> I don't know when I heard it. But I'm thinking. Because I used to look up the album covers and stuff. I think I'm thinking of another band. But but dissection uh the the artist on this one. And I'm surprised. Oh, okay. I'm surprised that he is not one of the artists that we've mentioned more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh reason being is that his name is uh Christian Wallen, uh aka Necrolord. Exactly. Necrolord, and he's done At the Gates, um, what is it, Slaughter of the Soul, mm-hmm. and he's done uh, Dark Tranquility, The Gallery, right. that we oh, talked about, dude. Uh, and he's done uh, a Dismember album, uh, mm-hmm. that Dismember album is is a weird cover too, Yeah, and like a, it looks, to me, the way I picture it is like a transformer with a chainsaw like running through yeah, that was, um, <laughs> I think that was one of the albums that I really liked. And I think it was one of those songs called Collecting Blood, I think. Um, and that one, that one kind of has more of a, of a bolt thrower-esque Yeah, feel. that's what I felt too. Like when right. you see it, it's just like, yeah. what? And that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, damn, what was the name of that album that he did? Let's see. The dissection, the dissection album? The dismember one. Oh, dismembered. Massive killing capacity. Yeah, massive killing capacity. Massive killing capacity. Yeah. That's and that was, was, was that 98, 95, all, or 96, I think? I think so. Let me see. What was it? And it looks like, well, what, uh, a mech? I don't even know yeah, what yeah. to say. So it, it looks hardcore like a fucking mech. And if you're into like, was it was it board games, right? What is it that the uh, the board game that that um, oh Warhammer? Um, I know Bolt Thrower's titles and stuff like that were based off Warhammer. Yeah. So I wonder if this guy is also into that stuff, and it's the same guy who did Bolt Thrower. I'm not sure, um, because that's also it's like a mech with a fucking chainsaw. It's almost like it's almost you know like Gears of War. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Picture Gears of War, mm-hmm. uh, but it looks like a mech. Yeah, and he's just like around. running through shit, bunch of skulls everywhere. But him, I'm surprised we didn't talk. We didn't talk about him. Uh, um, I honestly, this is what happened. <laughs> I left. I didn't talk about this one because you remember when we talked about the titles and stuff like that. Within 30 minutes of me talking about it, I came up with my list. And I said, I'm going to leave a bunch of other shit open to everybody else. So I figured at least one of you would have talked about this album. And I know somebody picked it. <laughs> and, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Because I was like, 
I'm not gonna go into the other cover art because I'm sure somebody's gonna pick it. Yeah. And sure enough, you guys fucking did. So, so I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like the the artist great on dissection. He's done oh, yeah. uh, all the other dissection albums as well. Yeah. Uh, but like we we're talking about earlier, like the gallery from Dark Tranquility, and that's a that's such a mind. I love it. That's that cool. album in itself yeah. is just like top notch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's classic. So. Definitely, whoever sees this uh, album artwork, dissection, Sterling Light Spain. I have to say that it looks like Necrolord is really influenced by Bob Ross because there's happy little trees. And I love <laughs> how he does the mountains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just the way he does the mountains. And you can hear the, you know, like everything that he does. Yep, you could. This you could, could definitely see it. be on a Bob Ross episode. I would agree, and <laughs> I would absolutely agree. Dude, imagine, imagine having <laughs> Bob Ross. You know how Bob Ross has that little light music in the back, yeah. And then he's painting a dissection style, and you hear like dissection so softly yeah, in the yeah. background. Oh, dude, we gotta get on that. Okay, I love it. That was my last one. That was your last one. Yeah, buddy. Do you have a last one, George? Yes. Let's talk about your last one, which I believe is... Hold on, not this one. It's the one he did before. Uh, Should be this one, right? Yeah. So let's talk about this one. All right, so this one, um, it's Gate Creeper. Sonoran Deprivation. Um, It's from... This artist Adam Burke. He also does uh, artwork. He did the artwork for Spirit Adrift, which the vocalist of Gate Creeper does ba- uh, plays bass on Spirit in Spirit Adrift. Okay. Um, he also did the latest release for Terminal Nation. Um, it th- that covers basically like a Grim Reaper, like the size of the city and shit. <laughs> um, Temple of Void, uh, the homies Creeping Death, and I Am. Okay. And then, so in this album cover <clears throat> is basically uh, like like a rocky area. Yeah, mountainous. Yeah, mountainous, and then like the sky's red, and like you just feel the fucking heat. Dude, I see a lot of fucking skulls in the sky. Yeah. Which is you, game creepers like, and deprivation. <laughs> It's like um, you get stuck in the desert and you see death in the sky, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you see it in the mountains right there too. Look at that. Who did, who did this one? Adam Burke. Um, yes, Andrew. No. Um, uh, yeah, Adam Burke. Adam Burke. Yeah, yeah cool. and you could just see like, and when you hear the music, you're just like, oh, dude, it goes with it. <laughs> Oh, it definitely does, dude. Like, you listen to Gate Creeper, and you're just like, yep, I'm about to die. What would you, if you had to describe him, how would you describe Gate Creeper? Gate Creeper? Hmm. Imagine walking through the desert. Okay. And you start, like, having those uh, mirages, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, losing your mind in there. And it's just, like, 
pounding in your head and you're just like what the hell is going on mm. right now yeah and you're just like straight up just like in your face like am i about to die right now like what am i seeing <laughs> that's it's like give um it's like if uh beavis and butthead today yeah went into the desert ate the peyote and instead of white zombie, <laughs> yeah. it would have been gate creeper it would have been gate creeper instead of white zombie <laughs> But it's like it has the fucking like how we said the buzz the buzz saws guitar and shit. The crunch, crunch. Yeah, dude. When I when I first saw these guys, I was like, holy shit, these guys are gonna do things. And little like little by little, they just blew up, bro. I fucking love the the artist's work. The his strokes, the power strokes right here. It looks like um, he just left like a huge chunk of paint and didn't even remove it. Like he just left it there. Yeah. But and there's like, just there's just like chunks of uh, earth coming out, you know, coming out of the coming out of the ground. That's pretty cool, man. It's like it's like the skulls in the sky um, yeah. are about to start sucking up like whatever's left, like the rocks yeah. and stuff, and it's going upward into the sky. Um, ah. Did he do uh? <laughs> did he do Creeping Death, Spectre of War? He I don't know if he did Spectre of War, but he did Wretched Illusions. Okay, because okay. I really did Creeping Death, Spectre of War. I was gonna do Spectre of War instead of Cannabis Corpse, um, because I really love that album cover, and that album cover is like, what I was explaining, like a video, like those video game covers. Yeah, fucking video game, video game fee, uh, vibes. That album cover is just badass, and I was listening to it today, and I was like, "Fuck, I should have switched it with Cannabis Corpse," but I really <laughs> wanted to give it an honor, an honorable mention, um, for the Spectre of War, and also, um, if you've ever heard Witch Vomit, hey, wait, their latest yeah. release, oh, yeah. dude, their album cover is badass as well. Right on, dude. So, one, I have a secret last, a secret seventh. <laughs> it is said, if you play the seventh note on the seventh day of the seventh minute, you will get <laughs> Iron Maiden somewhere in time. And, obviously, this is Derek Riggs. Yep. All right. I thought you were going to pick this one. I definitely was. But I, uh, in a way, with myself, I I was going to steer away from these albums because I knew, like you said, someone was going to, with my decision <laughs> one, I knew someone was definitely going to pick this. Yeah. So I, I decided not to. Okay. I decided not to. All right. I had that feeling, too, like, I was like, I'm going to choose things that I know about. Yeah. If I choose something universal, like an Iron Maiden, mm -hmm. or like, or, you know, like a Megadeth, like, I know someone else is going to choose it, and I'm going to have to, like, go back to what I know. Yeah. So, first, I mean, look, first of all, the amount of Easter eggs on this cover are redonkulous. <laughs> you have the Falling Angel from Black Sabbath. Flight of Icarus. No, it's from, from Black Sabbath. Oh, I thought it was a Flight of Icarus. From... Yeah, hold on. Let me 
put it a little bit. So this guy right here, that little guy right here, yeah, this oh, little yeah, guy right yeah, here, yeah, 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 that's from Black Sabbath. Um, what is it with with Ronnie James Dio? Uh, not Mob Rules, but the other one. Um, we've been drinking Dos Equis, so I forget. So I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so it's the other one with with Ronnie James Dio, and uh, and not Dehumanizer. And then we have the Rainbow Lounge right here, which uh, you know, Lemmy Lem kicked it a lot all the time. You have the fucking band chilling. Yeah, fucking Eddie just up here with a fucking laser gun and his beachy helmet, like futuristic helmet. He's all badass. Look at him with the six pack. Because he's like, he's getting ready to shoot whoever the fuck is down here with their hands, you know? I would that, though. That's why. <laughs> I know. Why is he standing? He's, he's ready to kick some ass. That's why. Uh, this is a shit little right here. This is a shit little different Easter eggs and stuff like that we have right here. Power slave. Oh, the power slave. Yeah, right here too. And then there's just aces high, aces high bar. Oh yeah. Like there's just a, so many fucking Easter eggs, and I know this means something here. Tetris. I just don't know what <laughs> yeah. it is. Cause I saw play Tetris on that thing. I don't know what it fucking says because I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool enough. Um, school of rock. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> I love this album cover. The album is incredible, dude. Somewhere in Time is one of the best Iron Maiden albums ever. Uh, we talked about the loneliness of a long-distance runner. Yep. Oh, I feel like that's one of the most underrated songs that they've ever done. You got a badass little galaxy in the back with some comments coming down. We got the badass moon and shit. So, but, do you, but do you think the, the sky... Behind the city is another um, Eddie. Oh, these two eyes? Oh, yeah, you could see that. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't really see that. These two eyes, right? Yeah, and those are not yeah. clouds, bro. That's ground beef. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's Eddie's fucking ground-ass beef face. Yeah, no, I know. Right? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, that's, that's the true. first vibe I got on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same sort of structure. So, yeah, look at that. It's pretty cool, man. There's a lot of stuff to look at here. I really love this cover, and I know we can do more. Uh, we can dissect it more. There's, if anything, we could have probably talked about uh, this artist so many times because uh, Number of the Beast and then uh, Peace of Mind, mm -hmm. uh, Power Save, Seven Son of a Seven Son. So he's, he's done pretty much all their artwork. Yeah. Except the, uh, what was it? He did everything except Book of Souls, I think. Oh, yeah, because that was, uh, was it the previous one you mentioned? The Judas Priest? Book of Souls was Mark Wilkinson. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, I mean, everybody, you should know Derek Riggs, at least, his name. Uh, I know at least. Um, so that was my, that was kind of like my bonus Seventh, because I know a lot of people are probably thinking, eh, well, weren't they going to bring up somewhere in time? Well, guess what? We did. <laughs> guess and what, bitch? Here you go. <laughs> and have fun with it. But there's another bonus. And our bonuses are, we're going to hear a lot of different, um, well, not, 
I, I'm, you can blame it on me personally. You can get mad at me, and actually, I don't really care because it's funny. <laughs> but worst album covers, worst album cover art. Let's say, let's let's be more precise. <laughs> the worst, the worst album covers that. Uh, and this is not all of them. This is not the ultimate list either. This is just some that I remembered. They're so bad, I didn't even bother finding out the fucking artist's name because the artwork is so fucking stupid. Let's just say that. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. let's come with the first one. Agreed. Let's go. Now, the first one, Sepultura, Bestial Devastation. It would have been a masterpiece. It would have been a fucking mwah, chef's kiss. If this dumbass fucking devil that looks so stupid hadn't been on there, if he had not been on there, this would be a perfect fucking album. <laughs> and the know. logo, bro, looks like the logo looks like a fucking third grader did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. This is the first thing I got. Okay. If you can move the mouse around this area, I don't. Right here. Right yeah. there. I don't know why I thought that's Zach Wild. Oh. He's got the mustache, dude. I don't know why I thought Zach Wild. Oh shit! I mean, I know obviously this is before that time. Yeah, but I yeah, just yeah. Zach Wild. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the windows in the very top. Holy crap! On the top right. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Look, I love it. The crosses in the back, the crucifixes. You know, the hill, the you know, death is you know, reapers coming downward to the grave. Beautiful, the church, awesome. The devil, no way, no mames. With the fucking little crosses on the top and. This fucking kindergarten level fucking logo of Sepultura. Sepultura. The L looks like a B. Yeah, and this almost looks like a fucking anchor right here. Like, shut up, dude. Suburbia. Like, yeah, nice suburbia. Suburba. 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 So that's, that's, my, that's my first one. Second one. It's going to get worse for you guys. Ooh. The iconic and the probably... Where everybody lost faith in Metallica, uh, where really people, people really lost faith in Metallica. Saint Anger. That has to be the dumbest, least thought about album cover that I've ever fucking seen. What is that? A wrist with a fucking shoelace on it? What is that? Like that is like dumb, right? So it's like something that I can't fucking believe people actually do. Uh, or so I don't. And again, I don't know who the fuck the, a person did this cover art. What are, what's your what was your first thoughts when you saw this? I don't know. Some guys like let me go type thing. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> like they have to eat. Yeah, let me go. But see, that's why you're like wondering why, right? Yeah. Oh, what's the point of saying anger? Is this like he's angry, so he's putting his hand down? What is it? I don't know. I don't get it. Being restrained, some type bondage stuff. Bondage. <laughs> yeah, someone doesn't have the the word the password what is it called uh what's it called uh what do you call that the what word the safe word the safe, safe word. word this guy doesn't have the safe word he's like oh so it's like, those, uh, it's like this that album when you put that cover you should put like one of those like uh when you can't masturbate <laughs> and just hold your hand back Saint Anger comes to you. <laughs> and he breaks you free. He breaks you free from the chains of Azerbaijan. All right. 
Next. Terrible cover. Absolutely stupid. The music was a 5 out of 10. Fear Factory, Digimortal. Are you fucking serious? This is the best you can come up with? A fucking, practically a stick figure with stupid little things to represent parts of the body? It's like, the monito to, like, the restrooms. Like, yeah, the monito. The fucking, that's man's. <laughs> That's man's restroom right there. Oh, well, I mean, I can't say that anymore. I'm sorry. But like, that's that's like <laughs> the that that whole thing is like so stupid, dude. Like, what were they trying to achieve with this? Was it also supposed to look like batteries and like digital shit for real? Because it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a CPU. It's a CPU of a yeah, man. Yeah. It's Digimortal. Are they installing RAM? To him or what yeah, they're, they're installing everything. <laughs> you're in the you're in the digital world, so you're a mortal in the digital world. You're uh, you're in the matrix, baby. You're gonna die. <laughs> <All right>. so, <laughs> right. We have the next one. Oh Lord. Hey, Good. this one's a banger. No, well, cure me out. Good band, terrible, disgusting album. Cryptopsy, Whisper Supremacy. All right, this looks like if you're flying a fucking, like if maybe Ozzy Osbourne is flying a kite during the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's, you're like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's, oh, he's flying a kite. Okay, cool. He's like, <laughs> like you understood all that. Yeah, yeah, you understood it. He's this is this is uh, Ozzy's fucking kite, you know, with it's like a demon with like a fucking long ass tail. With wings, dude. This is poorly drawn, poorly drawn. It's it's a very fucking stupid album cover. I'm sorry, man. Um, and it's one of the worst ones that I have ever seen. And again, when I'm talking shit, I'm not talking shit about the bands. I'm talking shit about their cover art in this <laughs> case. So, what do you think? I mean, a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down, bro. Thumbs I always thought this album cover was dumb as fuck. Yeah, it looks it looks weird though. Like the way the way you add it. Okay, it says cryptopsy like in fucked up letters, right? Yes. And then you have this fucking this uh, demon kite type thing <laughs> in the clouds. <laughs> but then it says whisper supremacy and yeah. like super elegant, yeah. uh, like yeah. font. Like it's like it's like oh, is this gonna be a product a product death battle? What is this gonna yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, no it, sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it either. Red and Stimpy. All right, so <laughs> we have the next one. Cradle Filth, Median again, arguably their best fucking album, but they had a fucking watch. Was that movie that came out in 1990 with the guy with the leather jacket and he goes into he goes into that world with the demons? Um, which one? Uh. What was it called? In the nineties? Yeah, and then there was one guy who has like buttons for eyes. He's got a mask on. Oh, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Oh. So I feel like Danny Filth was like, Yeah, mate, give me some give me some uh Nightbreed vibes, mate. And then they're like, Okay, we're gonna get you some Nightbreed vibes. And it just fucking sucked. It looks stupid. It looks what like, is this guy? It, is Nightbreed HP Lovecraft? 
the story i'm not sure if it was uh hp lovecraft was it I, no I well nightbreed is uh clive, clive barker. barker yeah clive barker Clive Barker. my bad yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm stupid i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but look you have this guy with a crab crab hand what is that crab is that like a lobster hand the head he's got a lobster claw on his head yeah and then he's got like little baby or he's got like arms like a centipede yeah but thing? with like human arms I don't know. That's stupid. It's not disturbing. It's stupid. And then there's a girl on the left who's just kind of like standing there. Okay. He's like just there. She's just chilling, looking. And then there's a girl in the middle that's running inside like, I wait. I think she's running away because these two guys look terrible. And yeah. She's like, part of it. It's terrible Photoshop. Yeah. And then there's like the brooding guy up top. With, I mean. With octopus horns. I think if they would have done without, <laughs> without the, the. The crab person. <laughs> they should just put another gothic chick on the side. Yeah. <laughs> this the one that was running away. They couldn't get her to stay still, so they got this. Or, or maybe if they just <laughs> took them out and just left like the scenery yeah. and the. Oh. Dude. Oh, dude. High that's, five. That's High it. five. No, that would have been badass. Like that's. That would have been badass. Like that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So thumbs down for sure on this thumbs one. Thumbs down because of the. Danny Phil needs to explain himself. Yeah, that guy. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's send him an email. Let's send him a letter. I don't know. What this crab people. I don't know. I don't. We don't. We don't need this crab things here and octopus horns and shit. Shame on you. Now, but who takes the fucking cake? None other than fucking Whiplash, '80s thrash metal, Power and Pain. This looks. <laughs> insanely fucking terrible i love the colors however just not color pencils it so like, uh cold pizza drew it <laughs> <laughs> i was literally about to say that <laughs> so this guy's name is taggart uh which is probably from beverly hills cop uh 1985 so it's around the same time i didn't know he had, he was moonlighting as a fucking artist <laughs> For whiplash and shit, so interesting. He's got his head about to be crushed by a robot arm. So it's like what Terminator's crushing this dude's head. I don't know. This guy looks like, and who this this dude? He looks like a fucking like one of the characters in Punch Out. You know, like <laughs> Soda Popinski. He looks like what? Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. Oh, this is terrible art, dude. And again, That's a real butt chin, though, for sure. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm going to give him a real butt. Mm, and, it's funny. Yeah. and it's funny because it's like, it's it's kind of realistic because it's like one butt cheek is bigger than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, like, look at the power and pain. It looks like it was drawn in with like red pen. And yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. I could see that. It almost looks like a... Like licorice. What is that shit? Twizzlers? <laughs> no, <it's> like... <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to go grab some Twizzlers <laughs> As a right matter now. of fact. <laughs> As a matter of fact. But dude. it's crazy. Like, you see Whiplash, and it's, yeah. like, filled in yeah. with color. And then you see Power and Pain. And it's it's not. Like, it's like, se me está acabando. Yeah. So that's the thing, too, dude, is that there has to be consistency in cover art. And there has to be, if you're going to do... Two different style of fonts, make him look cool at least if you're gonna fucking do it, right? Because yeah. I don't see I don't see this work, and I know I'm not you know, you know, 
no offense to the band because I'm sure because this is still a very popular album and I know that I know it was a great um, it was a great banger of the time thrash banger so George go ahead and uh, tell us where can people reach you at uh, cold pizza TX um so I have um and hold on some of the stuff that you do really quick also can you please tell people um well my drawings are mainly like I I, I like doing like uh it's always like demonic grim reapers demonic shit um sometimes I'll do some like really perverted stuff it's just like um I try to go for that art style it's like uh, traditional tattoo stuff okay <clears throat> but um I could I could um kind of do almost anything I'm not I'm very modest I don't think I'm that great but um I have fun with it and I think that's the key to the art mm-hmm. but I'm glad that like a lot of people do like my stuff um I make t-shirts with my art little quote also um I did your your tar man I I love horror movies so like I'm always messing around with like I think the last time I did a, a creep show also. Oh, the, nice. It was um the guy, he's like, where's my cake? And he's holding the head and shit. The girl's Lucky. head. <laughs> Love that part in, in the movie. <laughs> dude, yeah, I heard you on the shit. horror movie one. Yeah. Like, where's my cake? <laughs> where's my cake? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That's one of my favorite movies, man. Um, mm. I have that on VHS, too. Fuck yeah. But yeah, um... Back to the art, just like uh, demonic, perverted stuff. Um, the good you know, stuff. Uh, I'm on. I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My uh, my Instagram is uh, coldpizza.tx because my um, my my personal Instagram was coldpizza.tx, and then I was like, you know what? Let me uh, start making my art. Uh, okay, so you changed it up. Yeah, I, I I made another one. It was co- I had Copita TX and Copita dot TX, mm-hmm. and then on my personal one, I was like, I need to change it up because people are getting confused. They keep tagging me, so then I put um, El Gorriloco, El dot Gorriloco. Yeah. Um, and backstory to that, um, in Laredo, there's this uh, there's this chick who um. I don't know how to explain it, but she does, like, uh, she'll do, like, the news, but, like, she'll go and record with her phone, and she's called La Gordiloca. <laughs> if, you, if you fucking Google it or, or Facebook it, you'll find it out, like, it's this girl called La Gordiloca, and she's basically metal sucks. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, But, yeah, uh, so I named myself El Gordiloco, but Gordi, like, Gorilla. Gordy local. So if you guys want to add me on that too, whoever's listening, that's my that's my uh, personal page. That's where you'll that's where you'll mainly see me post on the stories. It's more horror and music. And then um the copizza.tx is my artwork. Okay. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad that you came on board. I'm glad that uh potentially do more episodes in the future considering some of the topics that we talked about um probably another cover art episode in the future um standalone episodes on worst cover art best cover art you know favorite cover art different things like that 
down. Yeah. And for sure, uh, on our Nerdcast, when we start doing that, uh, that's going to be badass. So for everybody, I just want to say I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Diego. And I'm George. Co-Pizza TX. <laughs> Stride. Buy the ticket. Take the fucking ride. <laughs>